This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to episode 94 of Celtic Rumors TV, the Boz and Bobbitt podcast with your host Mark and myself, Paul. Join us tonight. We have Terence, Ter161, from our former page to the podcast at www.celticrooms.co.uk. You can also check out all the links in the podcast below. On tonight's show, we will look at the latest news news around the club. We look at, look back in yesterday's game, a 3-1 victory against Ross County at the Dunwell. Should a 3pm kick-off uh, live TV block be, be banned? Um, yeah, so, sorry. Uh, and should gambling and gambling and alcohol sponsorship on shots and advertising around clubs on match day, should that also be banned during games? Firstly, I hand off to Mark for a few shout-outs. Hey, Bother, thanks very much, Paul. Usual shout-outs to uh, Tim Alloy, Rich, uh, Rich and his family, a Glasgow Green, uh, Steph's charity, one of the boys for the forum, Steph Boys doing a sponsored walk for St Andrew's Hospice up Ben Nevis. Uh, there's a link for that in the description box below he's just given page if you can afford to get in and please stay it's really going to a good cause and there's also a link on i found a com- another week we've got a community page thing you can put messages on on youtube so there's also a link to that as well yeah terms and terms will be joining us and hopefully it works in eight terms with this link hail hail welshie brian thanks for joining us brian really appreciate that the other day for you as well mate that was really nice of you doing that for us uh, but up to 592 subscribers of Paul, so climbing up week by week we're getting there, so as usual, big shout out to all the new subscribers and OG Opinionated Glaswegian, he shouts us out on a lot of channels, I'll put a link up if you go and follow him, his videos are mental but if you just go and follow him it returns the favour for us, but we're slowly slowly getting there buddy. Okay. Right, that's me. The latest batch of 10 Academy prospects have signed their first professional contracts at the club with the hope of one day putting on the, the green and white hoops jersey for the first team in their futures. Head of Youth Academy Chris McCart wished the young lads well and hoped that they can make the, the next step in their adventure with the club. The players are as follows. All of three are contracts. Aidan Haddon, 16-year-old midfielder. Kobe O'Donovan, 15 years old defender. Uh, Thomas Hatton, 16 year old midfielder. Josh Dedeff, 16 year old, he's a forward. Daniel Cummins, 16 forward. Kyle Cummins, 16, he's a centre back. Aidan Cadigan, 10, uh, 16 years, he's a centre midfield. Isa uh, Saleh, uh, 16 years, he's a forward. Michael Fram, 16 year old defender. Alex Davison, and Alexander 
Oh, sorry, Alexander Davison, the 16-year-old, he's defender. I, I'm told, Mark, the one to watch out for is this young lad, uh, Kyle. Uh, he's a 16-year-old centre midfielder. He only recently signed there about two weeks ago. He's supposed to be the one that's uh, is really exciting. Uh, uh, he's at the... The highly rated one out of them all. Yeah, he's the the, the one of the lot. Uh, I, I think that they're saying that will be will be the one to to, to make it. Uh, with young players looking to take the next step, uh, there's also talks that Julian is on his way out, as his agent was in France uh, only last week looking for clubs for his team. Uh, for Julian, uh, Julian has been missing from Ange's first two squads of the season. Uh, James McCarthy looks like to be another Celtic player on the, on the move. A call to report Sunderland has expressed interest in James McCarthy, whose Celtic career has failed since he came to the club last season. Uh, FC Basel, Mark, you, you said this about Basel, uh, that they would come in for Alvin Ayesi. And I, I, I heard reports that they have inquired about a loan to buy option. Uh, I for, heard that as well. They've been sniffing about him. But I think that was kind of the most obvious choice, wasn't mm-hmm. it, really? Mm-hmm. And latest reports in Israel, Mark, and on Mohammed Abdul Fadi. They've held talks with Celtic, uh, his club, and they told them they're willing to sell him, but only until after they find out what European Champ- competition is. Uh, Champions League stuff. So, well, that's fair. Zir player power and title today, that, do you know what I mean? It's worth millions to them, the same as, if, as to every other club. So, I mean, but. The fever kind of been quoted, Paul. It's not that high, isn't it? No, no it's the 800,000 to 1 million. Uh, I think, uh, do you know? I mean, compare that to like them qualifying for it's the champ, they're in the Champions League qualifiers, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. keeping one of their best players to try and help them qualify that's fair well, news. And, they did it like they did, uh, no, there's no, no, no cup tie rules or anything like that, sir. It's fair news, but I, I definitely still think that's going to be one that happens, Paul. Do you still think Terence, you still think these three lads will be away? Don't you? Uh, Yesy, McCarthy, Julian, and, and maybe I'm going to throw Mickey Johnston in there as a loan deal. Um, hopefully you can hear me okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's met. Um, I, w- I would, I would, I would see no reason call for any. Um, uh, well, McCarthy's a disappointing one. The other lads, unfortunately, I mean, the Julian is way down the pecking order. Mikey Johnson is probably best for his career and yet he's the same it's best for his career if he moves on they just you know they're Mikey Johnson's young enough back no just if he if he, if he goes out because um, if you look at not the air like, like but if you look at the change of Ryan Christie when he went he was quite slight when he went to Aberdeen but he came back a different Mr. Varrier Ted Marin, I think they back a different player as well. So maybe it might be the best thing for Mikey Johnson to get regular football. But that's what I think, Terence, and, and I said it all last season, is that he needs a run. That's that's basically what Mickey Johnson needs. He needs a run of games. He needs a season where he's not going to get injured. He's not going to get a run of games at Celtic. He's going to be a big part player. And when he does come into the team, Mark, he's going to be picking up these injuries again because he's not playing regularly. Do you get me? Uh, just that... I think it's best for all concerned that Mikey Johnson goes out and loan Paul. It's just, I don't see how he's going to... He's, I mean, he's, he's going to be, as you said, a bit, Terence said, a bit part player for us. Uh, 
he'd be better out getting game time, a lot of game time under his belt, and hopefully it'll tough him up a bit. And Mark, just touching on the, the James McCarthy one, it's it, it's the player himself, I believe, that wants this move, isn't it, Mark? You, you were kind of upset when you saw it. Uh, it seems to be. It's some that's. I mean, I, I th- as I've said, Paul, I think he was going to get a chance this season, but it was still going to be limited chances. It was basically another year of trying to prove himself, kind of thing. Whereas I think if he goes to Sunderland, he's just going to, he'll be getting a game with them every week. Just, there's no work to it. It's just sad. I'm not like, I'm not like, I'm not like, I'm not like, too upset live in here. I, I, I think it's just because of the way Ange plays and is, is McCarthy fast enough to get the ball away the way Ange wants it? Well, Beaton wasn't fast enough, Paul. No. I thought, and as I said, I thought that's what he, uh, Jimmy Mack would have stepped up to. He'd just been like the beat-on player. He'd come on with maybe 20 minutes to go to tighten things up and see the game out. But even if that was the plan, it's obviously it's no good enough for him, you know? If, it's, if it was needed there, Mark, James McCarthy would be the direct replacement for Scott Brown. Slotting in there was... Aye, uh, probably. Aye, uh, probably. I think that was... Do you think that was the thinking of, of, of Celtic before Ange came in, Mark, that when Scott Bong left, James McCarthy was available and they brought James McCarthy in, thinking that he would be Scott Bong's replacement, but then the way, the way we, we thought Eddie Hall was going to be playing, so he would have probably been there with Eddie Hall as well, I said, but with Ange, it just didn't suit James McCarthy, you know? No. And I think, as I said, Paul, it was Ange that oh, Ange okayed the deal. He gave it the nod that it was all right. And obviously McCarthy passed the medicals and stuff like that. But as you say, maybe even at the time, Ange just thought, look, this is a seasoned professional. I'll get a good, I'll get, I mean, he was pitching teams together. Do you know what I mean? We've spoken about that umpteen times, Paul, about even Tony Ralston and that and the teams mm-hmm. were putting in, putting together at the end of the, the beginning of last season. So maybe I just thought that he's experiencing the way, do you know what I mean? Coming in, he'd do him a turn last season and obviously come in, been struggling to get fit, COVID and stuff like that, and it's just no worked out. But I think, I think if he'd come in and been, and been fit enough to play, Paul, I think he'd have played a lot. At the start of last season, when Ange was still, when Ange was still, when Ange was still trying to build his team, I think he would have got a lot more starts. But I think that once it was a, a pro- probably once Ange would go all the players we want it in over the, like over the past couple of windows in the next couple, McCarthy would have ended up like being a bit part player anyway. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I suppose it was hard. It would be hard for any manager coming in. And getting that chance, Paul, to sign a player with that experience, an internationalist in that, sir. It's just it's sad that it's no work to it, because I don't, I don't, I mean, I know a lot of people said at the time, oh, Dermot Desmond must have done this, Dermot Desmond must have done that. And see, honestly, I think there are Celtic fans out there that take a bit of, a bit of, I don't know, no pride, but a, a wee smugness to themselves when guys like McCarthy and that, Shane Duffy come in and it doesn't work out right. Because I see, we tell you this, what happens when you go and sign Irish players and all that mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm. garbage. There is a kind of smugness about it by a lot of people. Like, as I said, uh, get turns to talk, Paul, because I'm trying to mess about with his volume in that in the background. Well, I'm going to do, I'm going to do the, the, the football bits anyway, Ross County anyway. Uh, Ross County away at the Dinguel has always been a tough fixture for Celtic in the past. Uh, again, yesterday, uh, yesterday results meant that Celtic, uh, yesterday result meant that Ange's team is exactly what he said. We don't stop, we never stop. 
Goals from Kyogo, debutant Jens, and a stunner from Avada. Uh, like last season when Valston scored against Ross County in the 97th minute in the same fixture, Celtic left it late again, yes, when Mortes Jens scored from a bullet header and about him making, making sure of the points for Celtic with a sun and strike on the 91st minute. Celtic uh, taking all three points home. There was also a stunning display and three assists uh, by man of the match, uh, Diego Yata, yesterday. Uh, this, the, the show that Celtic controlled the game because after the game, uh, BBC Scotland said that Celtic were lucky. Uh, Clyde, what's his name, Marcus? Uh, Kevin Cuevens or something, is it? Hugh Cuevens. Hugh Cuevens. It said that Celtic uh, were lucky. And he was, it was It was the same as last season. He was celebrating that we're going to get a draw, live, live in air again. Uh, the stats for the game was Ross County shots 5 to Celtics 23 on target 2 to Celtics 7 possession 23 to 77% Celtic passes 188 uh, the Celtics 617 accuracy was 55 to Celtic 86% Terence like we, we left it late but contrast to last season when we were at the Diggy Well Celtic controlled this game and, and I felt we were always kept going to break down Ross County yesterday uh, the the 57s I think every Celtic fan got of the game yeah without, without a doubt Paul I mean I mean I mean Ross County never came to play I mean they literally when they got the ball it was literally one unmerciful hoof that into the field and trying to hold on as much it's like when you were a young guy and you played backs and forwards Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what it was like. I mean, Celtic had all the ball, they had all the possession. The referee, I know what you're going to talk about, that's further in the field. The referee let a lot go, in my opinion. There was mm -hmm. a lot of fairly robust tackles that seemed to be waved on. But look, Celtic were the dominant team by a long way. Yeah, they were kind of a little bit rotten with the, the equaliser, but they deserved, they, deserved, they deserved to win. You know, they deserved to win. And then they looked, they looked really good yesterday against... A, a, dogged side and, and place where it's hard to get a result like let's not let's not forget this is a place where the the, the other crowd across the city drew three on and it was a major twist in the in the league title last year so it's a huge result to come away over there with a with a with a win whether it was a 2-1 whether it was a 3-1 and Celtic showed that they have great fighting qualities they kept going they kept digging as Ed says we keep going we keep going and it, it, it was a goal Mm -hmm. Yeah, delighted. Delighted with Celtic performed yesterday. They they never stopped from the start. As I said, kept going and very very professional, very clinical when it when it came to it. Mark, what about uh, Mortes uh, Jens? Uh, he stepped in yesterday. I think him stepping in yesterday clearly shows that Julian isn't a part of uh, Andrew's plans. But I think he's going to score goals for us this season. Uh, he seems to be Eunice in the... Uh, it was a cracking crack goal, Paul. It really was, man. For a, mm -hmm. for your, for a, um, it's a typical, what you call kind of typical centre-half goal mm -hmm. for a corner. But with how many Something teams have we... Uh, exactly, Paul. He's had it right away. He's had a good bit of height to our defence, which is one mm -hmm. of the things we've been kind of screaming out for, isn't it? Like, this is a fellow, Mark, who he said is coming in. As backup to Starfelt and Starfelt and, and Welch and, and, and things like that because but 
we we had the chance to sign Joe Hart from Spurs the the, the year we lost the ten, and they decided to go five million for Barkas because uh, supposedly our coaching staff at the time thought Joe Hart Mark was was past this, you know. Oh, well, what just what you then? But in saying that, though, Paul, in saying that, if you had put out a general survey to say, do you want a keeper from, was it was even AEK Athens, or do you want Joe Hart from Spurs, who was second or third choice goalkeeper, a lot of people would have gone for Barkas. Is that true? That's no, true. They probably would have turned aside. That's a good point. Going by the modern things now, Mark, yeah. that, that we do know, right, with the stats and stuff like that, you probably would go with Barkas. Uh, because it will be a way you're saying, I. Uh, a, a washed up ex England goalkeeper yeah. or a young ish fancy form keeper that's going to cost us five million pounds. Has a majority of fans would have took Barkas right, yeah, you're bang on with that terms without a doubt, but but if, if you look before Barkas leaves back when there was Barkas being and Joe Harker, the the only one realistically that could that, that could play uh Andrew's system was Barkas because Barkas was good with defeat. Barkas oh, is a modern goalkeeper. I mean, I remember I was saying before, like, you know, you know uh, one display yesterday by, by, by one man, uh, a hat-trick of uh, assist. Uh, for me, Yata has to play on the left. Has to. I know Mickey said it yesterday on, on Discord. Uh, he said it on the live chat. He said it on the forum. Uh, Kevin said it. Oh, Barry uh, Forbes said it, Mark. He has, I think, I don't know what Andrew's going to do to get him reading that team, but we're losing a big effect of Yasha's game when, when he's not on the left. No, I'm, I totally agree. I totally agree, Paul, but it's a bit of more, the modern game thing. They, they swap, the they, mm-hmm. during the game, they keep swapping wingers and things like that. Maybe it's just something we're going to have to get used to, but def, you are far, far more effective than doing that left-hand side, without a doubt, aye. Even young or bad at Terence coming on, changing the game, you know? Yeah. And I was actually going to just say that to Paul. Like, certainly the Jota one is a definite one. But if, but if Bad is putting his, putting his hand up to go, listen, I should be a starter. I should be a starter. I, I understand probably why he plays my aid with it, the way he's worked with it and tracking back and the whole lot. But the, the, the two lads, Jota and Abada, can certainly work back as well. But I, I think it's nearly becoming more effective when Jota is on the left and Abada is mm-hmm. on the right. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's like it. Let's 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 be honest. As, as we said there before, look at look at the bad stats. Like look at him mm-hmm. with the goals, the assists he had last year for a guy who was nineteen or twenty. It was phenomenal. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, imagine, look I, at look at the stats. between like a bad and Yota together. Imagine that's your two wingers putting in any kind of performances every season. Exactly. And, but, and back keeping these stats going, he assists all the. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. That's frightening if you think about it. I still I get, still think my Yida's bet would be better getting a, a chance through the middle. Was a striker just coming off the midfield? I definitely would prefer to see him in there. But he, Mark, that, that's what we sorry. saw, Mark. Yeah, sorry, Terence Smith, uh, over in Japan, Mark. When I sent teams with you, that's where he seemed to be Aye. starting his runs was through the centre. But then you know? you're taking away into the kind of Turnbull, one of the two attacking positions, Turnbull yeah. or Viorley, yeah. whatever one it is. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's good problems to have. Let's face it, lads, it's better than sitting here moaning the way we were Definitely. starting last season. Do you get what well, I mean? Yeah, starting last season, there's, you know, there's, there's, there's one player, Mark, you it's good to be positive about uh, things. O'Reilly, and I told O'Reilly again yesterday, just controlled Celtic's game. I, I, I love yeah. him, the new Paul Honest. I just think yeah. he's 
a, a great football footballer to sit and watch. Because for me, every team it just it seems, have, it seems to have it all as well. It seems to be a bit, dare I say it, a bit like Paul McStay, didn't he? He's got a bit mm-hmm. of everything about him. He can get forward, he can get back and get tackles in. He's got a good engine on him kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, a, no, it's, a sign of good, it's a sign of a good player. It's a sign of a good player when you look at the likes of O'Reilly. The one thing that always strikes me about those good players is they seem to have tons of time. They seem, for some reason, they seem to have tons of time with the ball, and they're able to just like Paul McStay in the day, or if you look even Zidane and Scholes and full of that turns into the I just no matter how many men are about them, they still yeah. they still find the time to do something. Or the, mm-hmm. the Shavies, I mean, yes, they're not putting O'Reilly in those categories, but I'm saying he just he just has that the, the first touch is always right. It's always away from someone and he puts himself into space and he just he just looks he looks so comfortable he's one of those fellas he probably pisses ice cubes he's so cool do you know what I mean mm-hmm. what about that for well Shady would you agree with that Maid as a squad player just not a first starter for me he I, has to be at the would... minute he has to be at the minute Mark he has to be at the minute the, as you, to go back to your point if you about the stats about the two wingers what I was going to say if you if you gave those stats out and didn't put the names of Jota and Nevada and you said, these are the stats. Where do those players play? Probably people probably play, oh, they must be the Premier League or they must be one of the big leagues. They wouldn't think they were playing for Celtic in Scotland. Like I I, I, I put this to you, Mark. Do you think Mida is struggling with the Scottish game? I don't know if he's struggling with the Scottish of... game. I think he's struggling to find a kind of a slot in Angie's team, Paul, to be mm-hmm, honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I think that's more what it is when I'm struggling to adapt to the game or that. Yeah, thanks, hail, hail, Sean. Thanks for joining us, bud. It's, it's not the... It's a new name, is it, no, Paul? Sean I, Ross? Sean Ross, yeah. I think, Mark, the reason Ange puts him in there is because if we take him out, Ange is losing his style of play in the press. Do you get me? Uh, maybe be that. And, and Ange that, is looking at uh, he's, the way he presses the opposition and he's got that, that energy, but... I mean, Paul, he really, he's not really producing much on the park apart from no. running a book about Inter. Yeah, yeah, really, really is. Like, uh, uh, like Mark, there is going to be teams uh, dropping points. Like, we're not a fan of the way uh, Malky McCoy plays, you know, but, you know, they, we dug in and we got the three points and that's all that matters. Like, it's, it, it's a hard ground to go to. Just Paul, these teams that can't put in their own box... And but that's what we, we struggled with Paul for years with breaking them down under under Lennon, even under Rogers towards mm-hmm. the end. These teams that play with eleven men behind the ball and just can't put. And we spoke about it even against Aberdeen last week. I was surprised that well, that was I, Aberdeen self. I, I just, I but just that's, what, that's why we bring in players like you in that Paul. Yeah, these players have got that space. I, that's why I used to say we need somebody with a bit of magic to break yeah, these defences down. Is that and the that's what we've got. That, that's thing, because. Last season on the Ange at the Dingo, it was 97 minutes it took at the Madison. We struggled at, at Livingston, we struggled at these teams, Mark, who sat back. But at the start of last season, uh, at the start like of January, c- continuing on to this season, we're seeing Ange's system working, breaking down these teams. Aye. Is that down to the individual magic of Yasa, O'Reilly, Abada, players like you said who can? produce that bit of magic and change the, the, the game well it's partly that Paul and it's partly 
the, like the pressing and the energy that we've got in the team as well. To, mm. If we're always pressing a team for 90 minutes, they're liable to make mistakes, they're getting a bit flustered. They're not getting flustered, Paul, when we're just passing the ball about the 18-yard line like we used to do under Lennon, hoping we could get a lucky break or a lucky pass. We've got players that are looking for stuff, trying to make it happen. So I think it's, I, I think a lot of it is, does come down to the players' individual like, classes, we should say, but... A lot of it as well as down to the way that Angie's got the team playing. They're not just they're no wait they're no sitting back waiting to see if they can find out find a yeah, break yeah, in this role. Passing the ball side to side, we were doing not with it. Do you get me? No, aye, aye, that's what I mean. Like, under like, Lennon, like said, yeah, it's just that, attack, like this, attack, that, that midfield was just all done. Was mm-hmm. pass that about side to side to side, looking to see if they could find an opening. Now we've got the players that are t- forcing it on them and making an opening or trying to make an opening and all mm. it takes is it to work once Paul and the game, the game's won because I remember Terence the, this same fixture last season um, me and you were on the Discord uh, page and like and fair enough Celtic fans were happy with the 97th minute win but me and you were saying lads we need to look at the bigger picture here we're struggling to break down these teams and that's a worry at the time when, when me and you were talking about, but yesterday yeah. Even when it was one one, I always thought Celtic throughout the whole game would break down this cross county game. I, I had confidence that we we'd win the game yesterday, even when it was still one one at half time. Yeah, and I, I agree with you, Colin. I remember that conversation. But the the one thing I would say, and Mark did mention it there, is or uh, yourself is if you look at the if you look at the, even the started lineup, Paul. In that Ross County game, I remember it was Young Moffat actually got the ball and yeah. passed it to McGregor, and he passed it to the Rosgish who crossed it. Like we didn't, we didn't have some of the quality that we have now. Yeah. And and the difference is, the difference is whereas before back then, like you said, there was a lot of side passing. A lot of, in a lot in today's in a lot of the games now, the first thought is get the ball forward. The first mm-hmm. thought is to get the ball forward. And the, the the huge thing for me as well is, obviously it's a massive standard of fitness. But the movement off the ball, the running off the ball, even if someone doesn't get the ball, they're still they're running. They're trying to run into space. They're trying to drag them in with him. They're trying to open up space for other guys. Like it's it, the, the work rate through the through the side. And as you said, you add to that the quality of O'Reilly, of Abada, of Jota. Now, even your Kyogos. You know, I mean, you're add, you've added so much more quality than, than the match that in this this game say twelve months ago. And and, and it's mm-hmm. and it's seen and it's it's great. It's it's brilliant for us at the minute. Been Celtic fans are watching that, and, and I agree with you, Paul. You would always think now, whereas twelve months ago you might be going, "Oh no!" Whereas you're always thinking, "Celtic going to Where's get a chance." Board? Yeah, they, exactly. They, this team are too good. They're going to get a chance. They're going to get a chance. And the more Celtic win games like that time, and the the Abad one against Dundee United, the Jackie Mackis one against Dundee at home. You know that there's the quality there that they'll keep going. If it is the 91st minute or the 89th minute or the 92nd minute, that they're likely to get a chance and they're likely to score. Whereas that wouldn't have happened in previous previous reigns. Mm-hmm. I was watching the, a bit Celtic related and, and not Celtic related here. No, right? I was watching the, the Manchester United game there today, and the way garbage, we scream about Joe Hart, yeah, but but did Joe we scream at the way? Our defence play out the ball, and we're always screaming for Joe Hart to boot the ball sometimes. And I could see why t- today Ange doesn't want that. When when I watch David De Gea, another goalkeeper, Mark, who isn't good, and he's a brain shot stopper, David De Gea, but he's not good with his feet. 
And the ball was passed back. Tell you, tell you now, Paul. I wouldn't swap Joe Hart for David here. That's a tie. I mean, that lad's career just took a severe nosedive. It really has a team. <coughs> Excuse me, for years, for years, Paul, he was the best goalkeeper in the world. Definitely. He's not coming again this great squad no more. So, but what I was saying was that he was under no pressure. Harry McGregor was on one side of him, and the new, the new centre back was on, uh, Mart- Martinez was on was on the left. No, one, I, I myself, if I saw Harry McGregor free, I'd probably still boot it up the pitch rather than <laughs> give it to Harry McGregor anyway. Do you know what I mean? But. But, He's horrific. But there was two players. They they, they wanted to get. They wanted on top of the two centre halves, right? David De Gea took his upon himself to boot the ball forward, right? McTominay gets this. McTominay loses this. And Brighton go on to score their first goal. And like people were blaming uh, McTominay for the, the Manchester United fans. But and I was looking around. Well, it wasn't really McTominay because this isn't the way. Tang Hag wants Manchester United to play. He wants them to be born because something similar that we want. Ange wants Celtic to get me. He Aye. wants them to play. And I could see his frustration towards David De Gea. That why did he boot that ball up and give the opposition the chance to, to get it? Do you get me? And, and that's why I think managers know. It's all possession, isn't it? They're giving away the opposition, Mark. Yeah, there's a 50-50 chance you win it. There's a 50 a man just don't just don't want that miss. They'd be far to have. The if you said the other night, Paul, but right, they saw coming out. But uh, the next generation of goalkeepers will be the goalkeepers that these managers are looking for. The new. You're, yeah. you're not going to teach David De Gea how to be good with the ball at his feet or no, Joe Hart. Do you know what I mean? That's why I take Mark. It's weird that plays at Manchester United. David De Gea will be replaced. Oh, hundred percent. Not because of his. Ability to, to save goals just on Mark, he's not able to play. That sweeper keeper, yeah, aye. Not able to play. It, I know? mean, there's, but there's not many players about that can, that can do it, Paul. And again, well, that's a bit of contradiction considering when Man United did sign, did De Gea, but I think he was a bit of a special case. It's, it's going to be a young, young guy. Look, your, wee, your wee man Toby, kind of, do yeah. you know what I mean? It's going to be a young, and our Man United. Uh, but the man, I can't think of a young goalkeeper out there that knows at the level of De Gea that can play with this modern game. Can you? Yeah, I can, yeah. Who? Uh, Terence, our international goalkeeper, Ben, ben Oh, he's very good. He's very yeah. good. This fella he is 21. He, he recently signed for Southampton. He came through the Manchester City ranks. He was training with Edison since he was a young lad. All right? Right. And his ball control... I've seen this fella, Mark, not make Ronaldo in goal for Ireland against Portugal. Not make Ronaldo and still have the confidence to push the ball out forward. If you if you get a chance to look at this fella, Ben, ben Azul, uh, he, he signed for so 20, is it 20, Terence? It's only 20, 21. About 20 or 22, yeah, something like yeah, that, yeah. And, and he just and, signed and for Southampton. for 18 million. Right. This fella, he's, he's yeah, but that's what I mean. But they're no, they're few and far between. No, they are. You can't just, you can't just go and pick. Aye, there's a big gap. Like that. That, but Mikey's saying, I know, I agree with that. That Henderson, he was, a, he's a good goalkeeper, and they've let him, Man United let him go to Nottingham Forest because uh, he supposedly, Mark, was leaking too much information out to the press, and that's the reason why he was let go. That he was a. Uh, 
how right. do you call it, a, a kind of a troublemaker in the dressing room, constantly go, like we saw with Julian last Kinder. season, going to the press why he isn't playing. They Kinder, broke Chris, promises. Chris, Chris Combe, <coughs> Chris Combe, yeah. <coughs> kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I'm moving on then. Yeah, I'm moving <laughs> on. Well, all Irish keepers are the best in the world. Definitely. <laughs> right. look, look, look at mine, man. Look at Packy Bonner. No Packy Bonner, yeah. Pa- Packy Bonner came back for uh, the World Cup in um, uh, Italy 90, I'm sure it was. Packy Bonner came back for there, Italy 90, or it was yeah. the USA 94. And he was, the best, he was the best goalkeeper in the world, bar maybe yeah. Peter Schmeichel at the time. Honestly. <laughs> Packy Bonnemark, like, I, I still remember sitting down watching RTE, Terence, and I can still remember Jimmy Hampton's commentary, come off the against Bonner, and he's oh, screaming yeah. down the, the screaming down the thing where Packy Bonner said, he was a king, he was a god, Mark, that, that generation, uh, that was the best Irish team I, I, I ever I watched, that was the best World Cup I ever watched, actually, was Italian he, he had hands like shovels, they were massive, I actually mm-hmm. made him one day, I made him one day, one of the golf courses down here, there was a thing on, and I was talking to him. My God, his hands were even massive. Like, you never talked to get his autograph me after the podcast huh? for years. My idol, so keeper, Baroness. Moving on, the 3 p.m. Uh, blackouts for live football to be broadcast in the UK on Saturdays. Uh, Celtic fans and other fans of football clubs have become very frustrated that there's no live football to be broadcasted on a Saturday afternoon between 3pm and 5pm. We can go back to as early as the 1960s when Burnley uh, chairman Bob Lord successfully convinced the Federal League chairmen that televised matches on Saturdays afternoons would have a negative impact on attendance in the lower leagues. His views at the time was that if Liverpool, Manchester United or Chelsea or Spurs were live on TV at 3pm on a Saturday, supporters wouldn't go down to attend the lower league games. Only recently the FA Cup is now shown, uh, is able to show one game uh, on a 3pm slot on a Saturday. Uh, look, we, we saw it yesterday with Celtic TV, it broke down, Mark. Uh, I think it, it's time for this rule to be to be, I think, uh, stopped. There's a, a, a thing, Paul, and I see the, a lot it's of It's only in the UK. It's not broadcast. Uh, anyway, the UK is the only place to but, do it now. But I see, uh, young, I see guys on the, like, the English forums, Paul, and that, like, well, not in the forest, they promote it now, but they used to talk about, like, the BBC red button. And the way they spoke, to me, Paul, it was as if they were, they were, they could watch games live through this BBC red button on like the for, like the championship kind of level down in England. Yeah, the lower leagues they probably get the, the the main kind of. I don't know if they could get the the main. I think it was kind of. Do you know, Mark? You kind of it would flip between all the different games. Do you get me? No, but the way yeah. they're talking, it's like you go. It's, they, they kept calling it the BBC red button. It was like you got a choice of matches to watch. That's what that sounded but like not to the me. Premier League, don't no, league, no, aye, aye. Yeah. But but what's the difference? Yeah, exactly. I it mean, that, the, that championship's getting bigger crowds than, than, than our league. I, I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't mean like us at like Celtic or Rangers stadiums as such, but I'm talking about overall. There's more crowds well, going I, there. Well, I'm looking at it now, Mark, like, and you're looking at me, say, if you're down in League Two down in England, 
And if Manchester United and Liverpool are playing on, on, on a Saturday at 3pm, it's live in Sky Sports. The generation of football now are loyal to their clubs no matter what club they're in or what, what league they're in. They're going to support the club that they support. Like I know they might be Manchester United or Liverpool uh, fans as well because they're above them. But they'd go out to attend their, their local club's match, I think, uh, would they? Bit of drag, try to drag a seven or eight-year-old kid to along with you, Paul. Yeah, oh, they're, exactly. they're Man, No, but they're Man United and Liverpool on the telly. One will get ready and get down to Burnley. Mm-hmm. No, but, uh, I, but anybody, don't ever, ever get near Burnley. It's a horrible, horrible place. See if it's pouring a rain and there's a Celtic game on the telly, that'll affect like Aki's crowds. Do you get what I mean? Because people will sit in the house to watch a Celtic game. Even maybe guys that usually go to Aki's Park will be like, oh, look at that, it's pouring a rain the day in Celtic games on. Maybe even there'll be like, oh, the Rangers games on, I could just sit in and watch that. They're going to maybe do that, do you know what I mean? You can see, you've got to see for both sides of the coin. Well, that's what I'm saying, but do you think so? That but there should still, still be affect a... Would leagues, would it? What? Would it still affect the leagues if, if we say Celtic are playing at 3pm on, on a team? like not, not even just that, Mark, but the deal that Sky Sports have, Mark, the deal we have with Sky Sports is that in the UK and Ireland, we can subscribe to Celtic TV to watch. Like, I, like, I, 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 I think that's a bit going a bit too far, isn't this? But, but that's getting back to what I've seen last uh, the other week in the forum, Paul. If, if Rangers can turn in and say, look, we're not taking part in this since sponsorship and that, yeah. why do Celtic say, well, we're not really why to take part in this TV deal then? We can sort of rain out. Because mm-hmm. the money, and uh, people, ah, oh, Cubs will need this, Cubs will need that, it comes down to money. Celtic, see the money Celtic would make for owning their own TV rights. They could probably subsidise Scottish football with that. Plus, mm-hmm. buy see all the people. Oh, what about this? What about that? Sky's got cameras at every ground anyway. It's part of their deal. We just do what we do. The new news, the Sky cameras, and just give Sky a bit more money as well. Mm-hmm. It, it, it would work out, and I don't see why Celtic just don't do that. Just call the call their bluff, take us to court, and see what happens. I think that's Mark. That's what it is. Is the flavour of of the. But like nothing's happening to to the other side of the town there, Marco, of this the, the Sinich D like so they're they're getting away with it. Do you know Karen, what's your views on this, sorry? Um, it's I don't know, it's a bit it's a bit stupid it, to be honest. I mean I would imagine if you're a it's probably a mistake if you're a an, an Alaba fan or you're a Waffer fan or something like that, or even in the lower leagues in England. Like, I would imagine if I was one of those diehard fans, I'd go to the game regardless whether Celtic and Celtic were playing Aberdeen at 3 o'clock or Rangers were playing Motherwell at 3 o'clock, whatever. I, I, I'd go to my home team and I'd support my home team regardless of whether they were ever playing on the television. Yeah, I can understand Mark's point of it's raining and, and all that. If I, I might stay in and look at that. But there's a million and one other sports that are going to be on at 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock in the day anyway. So mm-hmm. if someone decided to fight for sake, the Hamilton crowd, like Mark was saying, it's pissing out of the heavens. I don't want to get drowned. Oh, I'm not sure I'm going to go. Like, you could turn around and go, wait, you know what? I'm going to sit down now. I'm fried and sick. I'll watch. Oh, the, there's a, the golf is on. I'll watch the, the Spanish Open. Or there's a rugby match on. I'll watch the rugby match if you're into whatever rugby or you're into whatever. There's a million of sports that are going to be on. Horse racing. I mean, how many horse racing? Horse racing is on 24-7. Into it throughout the world. Oh, it's on every day. 
you can yeah, get, get it through the world, Asia, America, or Australia, you get it through the world now. I just so, want to, to, this, to this point, right, that for the Celtic fans, Mark, who, 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 who are waiting to get their season tickets, who said they've been on the list for so many years, they want to get Celtic packed, they can't get tickets because it's a sellout, they, they can't think. They can't buy the Celtic subscription because they can't watch in the UK and Ireland. I mean, like that's that, that's the way I'm thinking of it. Is that these supporters, like like myself, who don't go to Celtic Park and stuff like that, like that. That's me. That's missing out. Do you get me? And I, but, but, I'm missing out watching the game. Do you get me? Let's let's look at it even the bigger picture, Paul. The money that's done in England, yeah. but done in England. Why do these English teams no challenging this as well? Mm-hmm. You'd think the Premier the Premier League would be wanting their games to get but I mean you'd think the Premier League clubs would be wanting every game that they've they can it's what I'm saying about this kind of BBC thing. You'd think they can earn America. They can pick what game they want to watch no matter what see if it's all three o'clock kickoffs and that. The American editors see they can they can pick what any game they want to watch. I don't know what he any three o'clock kickoff and they can watch it. It was a couple of years back, it was a Premier League manager, he questioned us. It was one of the foreign uh, chairmans. Anyway, it was one of them. It wasn't one of the English chairmen. It was a foreign. He questioned it, and Sky Sports at the time said, "Well, we could have six matches live on three p.m. and we don't have the channels to support that." And basically, the fella came back and went, "Well, he says you don't have to be Formula One isn't on every day. Uh, you don't have to have uh, Sky Sports four shown replays you can slot these games into those slots like said, he said don't tell me you don't have the chance to do this when you do have the chance to do this do you get me when all the interactive like you said there mark the interactive red button now you should be left to click on and select the game that you wanted to watch do you get Aye. me it's, it's, but, but the, the english guns are selling out and they're packing out to the, the seat well apart from man cities <laughs> but mate, i mean even with tourist tickets they're selling out every week so there's no reason why these big teams shouldn't they be shouldn't they be pushing it. I mean, but, it'd be, but, obviously we're picking up the dregs yet if the, the law changed, but it would be good to see the bigger teams doing in England having a look at this kind of thing. Exactly. Like, Sorry, well, I'm just going to say the funny thing about it is if you look at if you look at the sky set up for the Champions League, they say on screen one is this, on screen two is that match, on screen exactly. two is that match, on screen exactly. four and, and you could choose the particular match you want to watch. So there's absolutely no there's absolutely no difference in doing that and doing the Premier League game. And as you said there, Mark, when you were saying how powerful the Premier League is and Sky and all that, you'd imagine because you you mentioned America there. I remember this, the fam- the famous line is they, they say the NFL in America is so powerful. They said years ago the church used on Sundays. Now it's the NFL. Aye. They basically they basically dictate the American footballs on every Sunday, regardless, and it's on at this time. End of discussion. Aye, so, okay. like, I know, like, I know that tells even for watching the Simpsons. It's always in the Simpsons. You yeah. almost bothering about whether it's church or the football for them. Like, yeah. you know, right? You know? I saw. Sorry, Tom Squad. No, it's just, it's just, it's just going, going, keep going to what Mark was saying. Like, if you can do that for a Champions League game, we can show eight matches and you can pick the match. There's absolutely no difference. And like what you said, Paul, you have Sky Mix, you have Sky Arena, you have mm-hmm. Sky Premier, you have Sky Football. 
you, like there's there's tons there's tons of channels there. They, they, they don't they don't all have as you said a lot of times they might have repeats or they might God forbid they have net, they have netball or something like that. Jesus, Mary Joseph, but they have netball or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 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 who can watch that? Like uh, it was only last week or the week before. Like Doncaster came out and he said this year they're going to be clamping down on illegal streams with the help of Sky Sports. And I was looking at him going like. But no wonder people are torn into these illegal streams. One is because of the pricing. Two is that Sky Sports don't show half the matches we want to watch of Celtic. And three then is marked as the 3 p.m. kickoff when there's no live football there. No wonder people are torn into these illegal streams to, to get the football we want to watch. Well, that's the thing, Paul. I mean, mm-hmm. I... I would honestly see if I could pay something legitly to watch Celtic games. I would get the money for somewhere to pay it. To get what I mean, but there's there's not there's no way you can do it. That's the thing. That's I mean, I think as I'm just talking about cracking down on uh, like the pubs and all that that are doing it. Yeah. I think that's another thing. But it's still. I mean, it was like see during the COVID with that with the the season ticket thing and that. Why can guys like like me that's Kind of, but maybe a bit housebound or that, whatever. No, buy a season ticket that I can just sit and watch. That's Celtic what I'm saying. Like that, do you get that, what I mean? You, you can't have that option, Mark, because no. it's not going to be broadcast in the UK mm. and Ireland again. Do you get me? Yeah, it's totally, it's crazy. It's, it really is something that needs to be looked at. Because, like, what is it they call these kind of things? Turns it's like an open market, isn't it? Any other yeah, kind of sports, an open market, you do what you need to do to make your most money, isn't it? Like, it's true what Ter- uh, Michael said here, Terence just one minute there. Uh, the fact that we are in 2012 and we can't watch a team we support uh, when we're unable to make the game is diabolical. Like, it's, it's, it is like, it's really. And what's happening, Mark, you know, in, across football is. It's the, it's the broadcasting companies that are controlling the game. They're controlling the time. They're controlling everything that there is about football at the moment. It's just because the money they're putting on you, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's what it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, something, something does need to be done. Like, it's like you said, Paul, me and you say for acting sake are in Ireland. Yeah. If a Celtic match is only 3 o'clock and we can't watch it, you know, I mean, like, 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 uh, like Marcus said there, if there was a way of doing it, you know, legitimately, so to speak, and not having to pay an arm and a leg, so to do it, you'd, you'd do it. You'd, you'd, you'd go, you'd pay the subscription and you'd go, yeah, I can go into Channel 2101, I can watch the Celtic game versus Ross County game or Celtic away to Aberdeen yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. But, but the other side of it as well, though, Paul, is like, they're saying that they don't want matches on between these times for X, Y, and Z. Like, they're hammering people because eventually when matches do come on, like last year in particular, they weren't they were they weren't showing a Celtic. There was Celtic were playing and Rangers were playing one week and they showed the league cup press, game, league game, yeah. But then they then they they're asking whichever set of fans to pay seventeen or eighteen euros to watch the one game. Like, oh, see, that's they, as they, well, they, by the way. They're not, if, they're not so thinking of that. Like, if BT were still running our, our thing, that would have been this game would have been on the telly yesterday. Because the Sky used to have the same system. They would have switched the time after they were going to run Saturday that's afternoon. Exactly. There'd have been a half, evening, yeah. If there had been a half 12 kick-off or it would have been moved to the, like the Sunday or something like that. But, I mean, that was the way Sky used to do it and BT done it. If, if Celtic were away, it was on the telly. If Rangers mm. were away, it was on the telly. So it kind of went from week to week. Sometimes there was two, two games on in a week. But it evened itself out. 
any of the two Glasgow teams that were away, that was the that was the big kind of Scottish game that they showed. And mm-hmm. Sky's just coming in and like I, will, I mean that changing the kick off last week's game and things like that. It's just the Sky don't they don't really care. All they care about is the derby games and apart from that they just really don't care about Scottish football. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest mistakes we've made Apart from not getting into the reserve league again, Paul, but was ditching BT for Sky. Even if even if it was for mere money, I don't care. The actual product was a million times better than any Sky put out. Mm. Um, teams like Celtic, uh, with a fan base, means that the logic of no three pm t- uh, TV goes out the window. Uh, they Aye. won't be at local games. They will be watching illegal streams. That's some goes, yeah. That's what I'm saying, Paul. Yeah. As, see, basically, right, see, honestly, right, you go to uh, Terms message mentioned a few weird teams in Scotland, that, but see, really, most of these weird teams, Paul, you go to them, and it is what people joke about, Paul. The majority of them, their big team is Celtic or Rangers. There'll mm-hmm, be a wee mm-hmm. pocket of these kind of wee hardcore fans that have grew up, and that's that's their team. They don't care about Celtic Rangers or whatever. But a lot of the fans are there because it's nearer their house. It's cheaper. They can take the kids down, and it's cheaper that, that they're down there watching the local team because it's basically because it's cheaper than going to Celtic at uh, Celtic Park or Ibrox. So if Celtic are them are on the telly, they're in the house watching the telly, Paul. That it's just the way it is in Scotland, really, bud. Mhm, mhm. No, but there's not going to be surely there's not going to be surely make a dramatic change where all of a sudden one or two of those lonely teams down at the end because Celtic Rangers are not live on TV that all of a sudden they're going to get an extra 2,000 people in a game I don't, or do you know no. an extra 500 people in a game so if they, if they get an extra if they get an extra 10 people in a game I'd be surprised and I don't mm-hmm. mean to be disrespectful to any of those sites but I, I, I don't I don't see the logic of what, they're, what they were trying to say that it get people to go to, to other to the local sites I, don't, I just don't think it will. You might get, well, you might get a time. There, there, there were two reasons. Dude, I remember going down to Tallinn's Cross watching Cork City with my dad um, on, on, on a Sunday. Watching Cork City play the, the kickoffs used to be 12 o'clock. And then you might get a you might get a 2 o'clock kickoff, but it was never 3 o'clock or it was never 4 o'clock. Do you get me? Because at the time there was only one match on on a Sunday, Mark. It was the, the Super the, the Super Sunday game there was, there was, there was only show one match and that was it on Sunday Aye, four so the league of game yeah the local, local teams then used to start maybe 12 o'clock or 2 o'clock but it was never at, at the 3pm slot and there was two reasons why we changed to uh, a summer league at the time was one because the, the weather wasn't viable for leagues you know, we, we didn't have the facilities to pull in underground heat and our, our stuff like that the pitches used to be getting ripped up and uh, the second one was because of the English Premier League being broadcast on a Sunday. That was it. That the attendance wouldn't come out if, as well, what we're talking about, Aye. if Manchester and Liverpool were on, on the telly. You know, you know, I think it's one Friday night football now uh, here in the Gavard in Cork City, like for a small crowd, market speak, like we're getting about three, three and a half thousand fans every well, Friday. See, that, that's how I get into German football, Paul. She mean. I don't even think it was, I think it, it was years ago, I don't even think it was Sky I think it was BSB, the wee square aerial boxes, I think it was them that done it first, and it was a, it was Friday nights that I, it was German football was on, that's what I used to sit and watch. So, I mean, I know what you're saying, it just, people are always going to, if it's like a big game, a big event or something like that, they're all going to be around the telly, I mean, 
Imagine you played a, a, a not like a, a Glasgow Derby game at a three pm kick off on a Saturday and showed it live on the telly. What would the attendances be at other Scottish grounds? Well, definitely backward. Fair enough. I mean, even even it's even it's even when we're playing them when it's a half twelve kick off. Well, you, can understand it, that. you kinda get moving at chapel yeah. on the virtual on Saturday me, night because I can, every... I, I can I can understand that, Mark, but the thing that really gets me is that we don't have the option to buy Centre T V to watch the three PM kick off. That should aye, be it should be left. Like we should aye. be if I want to buy Celtic T V. Uh, that should be, that's the, the either a, either a, either a, I get what you mean. There's a difference yeah. between if you're buying something to go and watch it or whether, exactly. just whether it's on Sky. If you, if, if you but it, it was just audio. I was only subscribed for audio that I couldn't watch Celtic matches in the in Ireland and the United Kingdom. But see, you know what I think is wrong about uh, Even Paul, uh, you can maybe understand it a bit in the UK, but we're in Ireland. It's, it's not as if, uh, do you know what I mean? It's a different country to Scotland. <laughs> Exactly. So I'm why is, why is Ireland dragged into that rather instead of the Americans? Why Especially, is the Americans allowed to watch it? But exactly, Irish, aren't they? Exactly. Like I can go off to Poland, Mark, and I can, I can subscribe off to Poland to it. Do you know what I mean? If I go if I go off to Poland and if I log into Sky TV, if they see then that my IP address is from Poland, straight away I can log in. But the minute I step onto the play and I change IPG, it's scrambled. Even though. I set it up over in Poland, you get me? Aye. See the thing about it, they put some amount of money into it, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Which, uh, mm-hmm. I mean... Think, but it doesn't make sense that it's only football. Like, there's no, all the other games. No. There's tons of other games on at 3 o'clock. Like, as I said, I could sit down and I could watch I could watch the, ro- the rugby. New Zealand saw after yesterday. After, uh, and I was on it, I think, around 4 o'clock. There was, there was golf on all day. Like you said, Matt, there's horse racing on all day. There's a ton of different sports on. So the, the notion the notion of, of, of kind of calling that people might just say like if it is raining or anything like I keep repeating I'm not going to go open it I'll watch this match I'll watch actually look I'll watch the golf or I'll watch the tennis or I'll watch the horse racing for two hours and I'll watch the match at quarter past five or half five so it doesn't mean doesn't mean people are going to go down to the, the the lower league games just to watch them just because they're being stopped from watching the whether it be the, the the Celtic Rangers or the Premier League games or whatever, it's, no, it's, no, it's, it's, it's still going to make people go terms, but it's going to you know stop. What? It's going to stop people from going. Well, well, people, people will turn to different sports. On on, on, on the Celtic side of it, um, Mark, uh, really, what Celtic need to do is they want to fix up that Celtic TV. For that to crash yesterday at fifty-seven uh, minutes was was, was ridiculous. Uh, I mean, that's you the same run there for about 20 minutes he was to be wrecked over us. They're, yeah. but they're exactly what we're saying, but Paul, they're putting all this money into stopping guys like us watching Celtic, but they can't actually have a good, set, a, pro, a good quality service. And mm. Plus, Jerry McCulloch's on it. Yeah, I hate Jerry McCulloch, man. Aye. <laughs> ah, I hate him. Oh, used to be on Clyde. He was a weekend the presenter... Kind of meant to be the middleman. He'd, he'd never had a good word to say about Celtic. We smart and uh, sod. Sorry there, Mark. Uh, no, sorry, there's my blog at the moment. <laughs> oh, sorry, it was just 2017. Sorry about that picture. I thought you were. Oh, just having a bit. No, I said I need a note off his wife or his mum because he was late in. No, it's sorry, <laughs> just having a bit of banter there. 
Yeah, they're they're Sean put in, but I was talking about Paul. You can watch I follow down here, Championship One and Two League. Me and the grandson watch Northampton. It hasn't affected the home crowds. That's what I mean. They can watch any of these games for the lower leagues just on that wee like I button thing he's talking about down in England. Mm-hmm. Wow, never knew that. Aye, that's. I mean, why with terms to say that Sky do it? Do you know what I mean? Things like that. We put Champions League games you want to watch. So there they can exactly, pick what like, yeah, championship exactly, game you want like to like watch. The, like the technology is there, Mark. You get me? You know, technology. I mean, that's a BBC. I mean, that's a free service. Well, to get the license fee, but you know what I mean. It couldn't be teletext back in the day, so we couldn't just to get the results, wasn't it? Was it? <laughs> and, and you're waiting then for, is it like BBC? What the first people, Mark, to bring out the. Uh, it was the Sky Sports Soccer Saturday. Now it was the BBC first did that, weren't it? They did. They used to come on the first, the last twenty minutes of the game. Yeah, yeah. No, f- f- uh, they used to put a, a result service on. There yeah. used to be a program called Grandstand on BBC Grandstand, One. Grandstand, yeah. Grandstand. And then yes, on, I, on ITV, there was one called World of Sport with Dickie Davis. He used to get the wrestling at four o'clock on that. Just before <laughs> the final, just before the final results came in. <laughs> One, one, all, one, all one, Kent, watcher. Oh, Kent Walton and that. They were the one days. Watcher, Mark. But that's yeah. guy, I mean, that's that. I don't. Is that Soccer Saturday thing still going? Yeah, I've actually yeah. started watching yeah. that Soccer AM again, by the way, as well. But uh, Jeff Sterling's not on it anymore. You know, he left because he got rid of well, the old guard, wasn't it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, I mean, mm-hmm. that's it. They're just, that's just, I mean, that basically, that's just guys like us just sitting watching. They're sitting watching dodgy streams. Exactly, so how they're watching it, Mark, exactly. It's not being broadcast live, so how they're watching it. But yeah. that's what I mean. Sky has got all these cameras at all the grounds anyway. That's where the highlights... Even even probably the BBC buy the highlights off of Sky or vice versa. Do mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just whoever's got cameras up there, we use them and we sell the rights, balancing it out of the season and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the cameras are at, at all these grounds, sir. It's no reason for it not to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like Mark. If you listen, guys, that Sean has just made the point there as you read out. It's not affecting. Kevin, it's not, Kevin, it's not it's just a, Kevin Gallagher. Fuck the BBC. I'd rather get it in CFAX regards the results. <laughs> Kev, C CFAX was the BBC, mate. <laughs> <laughs> was it CFAX was the BBC. I, I, I couldn't. I'm sorry, I, but I mean, thanks for coming that, in, mate. But I, I couldn't. I couldn't even pop that. I was thinking that Mark was was that the actual BBC uh, <laughs> thing that I used to look up was CFAX. It used to be in the green. So what did? Yeah. Yeah. I can't even mention what the ITV one was called, but I see facts was definitely the BBC one. But probably thanks. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. For joining us, Kev, mate. Uh, moving on. Uh, Mark uh, proper a tweet there on Twitter uh, only this week uh, about alcohol and gab- gab- gambling advertising around grounds on, light- on match days. Uh, short sponsors on on clubs. Uh, you 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 ask the question: Should it be banned? Uh, I know they can't do it in in European in in, in your European games. Uh, they can't have alcohol or gambling on on the jerseys. That's why Celtic have the Celtic Foundation on our jerseys. Uh, in, a, certain countries don't allow it, Paul. But there's other countries that do. In Ireland, or since last year, uh, the twelfth of last year. It's no hey, cheers, cheers, for, cheers for joining us, Brian Bud. Catch you later on, mate. Enjoy yeah. your work. Uh, in Ireland, it's illegal to uh, advertise gigs, alcohol and gambling in sports arenas. Uh, senior clubs can still have get sponsored by alcohol and, and, and betting services, but anything to do with underage here in Ireland, it's illegal. I don't know. Is it illegal still? Is it an underage mark in Scotland or... Uh, the way like Celtic now, we say under 19s, would they be sponsored by Daft Bess on, on their jerseys or is it the Celtic Foundation, do you know? I've not even noticed who their sponsor is, Paul, to be honest, this season. You have to have a look at that. Aye. Uh, I, I don't... It, it's like, well, you can, you can buy strips. It must be young strips you buy now having to get sponsor on it, Paul. So mm-hmm, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't think, I can't see them letting the youth players promote that, but we'll need to mm-hmm. check that out. Uh, it's, it's your tweet, Mark. So we'll start. Oh, just I've, I've yeah. said it before, Paul. Just mm-hmm. I think I think it's, it's, it just gives you the wrong impression, Paul. They used to advertise cigarettes on F1 cars and at darks and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and stop doing it. And well, I just it's just people with drink problems, gambling problems. You shouldn't have, you shouldn't be getting it driven down your throat, Paul. I mean, I rants even. I mean, even when I go on about like. All the guys that sit glued to Sky Sports watching every wee rumour storyline and that, I've explained how that is all today with getting you betting. It's all to get money out of your pocket. When did they start giving you odds on who a player was going to sign for, Paul, or what mm. manager was going to be? Do you get what I mean? You used, used to, when you get a coupe in the football, Paul, it was a one, a one two or an X, and then you started getting score predictors and all this. And now they just get that much in the... Gambling world has got that much a hold in football. The new it's it's a dangerous place for it to be. It really and is. You, you even have the live game betting now. 
that you can change your bets, choke the game. You can cash out, choke the game to get your winnings. Aye. I mean, it, it's really... Welsh is saying it's known the kids trip. That, we're talking about youth teams, Welsh, yeah. but I know it's known the kids. But, but it's growing, it's just, I think. It's, but it's, just it's, it's just encouraging people. If you think, oh, dear, oh, I get a free week, I get a free £20 bet off a DAFA bet, and I'm helping them that sponsor Celtic. It goes back mm-hmm. to, see when Celtic, Celtic Rangers were getting sponsored by Carlin. Everybody, everybody, name I was in pubs in, in and out of different pubs in that, Paul, at the time, and everybody was drinking Carlin. I, I don't know if pubs still sell as much Carlin, but at one point in Scotland, there was that was that was the drink, because it was blazoned our Bay Celtic Rangers tops. And it was garbage, it was horrible, it was stinking, it was worse than tenants when we had that, and we were all forced to drink that. But it just shows you how it does influence you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what, because they are sponsoring Celtic, Everybody was drinking Carlin or gambling Daffa bet will gamble with him and it's but it's a deeper problem with alcohol and gambling it's probably the same as smoking became a problem I mean you wouldn't let to give advertising smack or something like that on the front of a football talk, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? There are people getting into serious, serious problems over the place through drink through through drinking and through gambling. And I don't I don't think I don't I don't think Celtic should be any taking any part in it, and I just I think it's getting to a level in football that needs to become a bit like the smoking kind of side to it, Paul. We can't well, football, football in general, shouldn't we? If you look at the football side of it now, right, but, and their their talk is is the revenue, you know, that it's the revenue they get from these big contracts, Mark, because these are big industries, the likes of tenants, as you said, there are Carolyn, we have Budweiser, Daft Best, all these big gambling yeah, sites. multi-million pound yeah. companies, aye. But, but there's other multi-million pound yeah, companies but, but out that's there. What I'm saying. Uh, but would they get the same revenue that these sponsorships are giving them if, if these things were legal? Well, I'm, I'm agreeing totally what you're saying, but I'm just putting a different context well, on here. Right? I mean, is it worth it, for Paul, for a million an extra million pound or somebody else and if you're mm-hmm. per- performing at a top level paul you'll get you'll get sponsorships we thought we asking adidas to sponsor the front of our jersey for an extra couple of million quid do you get what i mean or looking at other kind of can they actually do even that go to a, i mean go to a soft drink company then or something a soft drink i don't think you can be sponsored by your kit maker and have that on your jersey well we've done it with umbro Umbro, we did actually. Umbro, our sponsor. And we had the big, massive yes. Umbro badge Umbro in the front. Saying, yes, we did. And we had the bumblebee um, with the Umbro as well. Aye, yeah. Well, see, when we all bought the same Wendy's for CR Smith. That <laughs> mind that's, you'll know mind that, do you, Paul? Oh, I do, yes. Yeah. Aye, yeah, yeah, aye. Easy. Both us and Dean were sponsored with CR Smith. There's at the a time. jersey I want. And it was, a, it was part of the CR Smith brand. And it, it was the yellow one. But I used to have the green kind of, kind of stripes. Do you get? Do you remember that one? Aye, aye. So that was, without doubt, my favourite Celtic jersey ever. That that jersey. Kind of limey, limey. Yeah, green yeah. colour. Aye, like a chocolate lime sweeties. Mm-hmm. And I just can't get it. Can't get it. You know. Terence, what's your take on this? Um, it's a, it's an awkward it's an awkward one, Paul. Because the last time I remember we discussed it, I thought mm-hmm. that were Celtic. Kind of, um, we're Celtic then going to reduce their their field of who who could sponsor them. But mm-hmm. 
now thinking back of it and the way obviously Mark is quite passionate about it and been talking about it, if it was if it was a complete ban and you couldn't do it, I'd say yeah, that's and I could understand the, the reasons behind it, especially the gambling and the, the drink. I, I I've known a couple of guys who are good friends of mine and they got very bad in, in both both sides of it. And it's horrific to watch, like it's just awful to watch like. Because you can you can gamble everything you own in five minutes, and it's just terrible to watch when you see guys you know who are who are issues like that. So from that side of it, I can I totally can understand where Mark is coming from. But if it was a complete ban in it, I would say yeah. Then at least Celtic might be think go down the field of other sponsors. But my only my only fear was if it was still legitimate and Celtic decided to go away from it, and I would applaud them if they did. Are they narrowing their their field of who, who would their, their sponsorship field in a sense and would it I don't know but, but maybe maybe with the likes of JP McManus and or Dermot Desmond and those guys they've got such big power they've know so many people maybe there's there's they've got tons of people that probably could sponsor Celtic so you know maybe maybe there is maybe there is a case of, of going away from the, the the gambling side and and the alcohol side of it you know mm-hmm. but it's 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 a it's a it's a, it's a strange one but I can understand where Mark is coming from it. Yeah. See, the drinking thing, Terence, it's just for, not even for a personal point of view. Nobody, nobody believe me, nobody ever forced a drink down my throat. I just don't, it's because you, just because the amount of kids in that, they think, so they see the alcohols, or, do you get what I mean by that? They think, oh, I do. because I do, yeah. it's Celtic yeah, related. But the gambling for me is more a bigger problem because of, I know the effect, I'm not much a gambler at all, so I've never bothered with that, but I know people that have as well, Terence, and it's, it's just as bad as drink or drugs or anything, it really is mm-hmm. for some of them. I it's, think it's worse, man. It's because of the money that they're bringing into the game, I think it's like maybe an, they've got a lot of maybe an undue power in the game, but and yet you're kind of opening things up to match fixing and stuff like that. See, when you've got so many mm. people at the top level of football mixing with these top level of gambling people and that, there's a lot of problems in the Middle East and places like that. They know with gambling fi- uh, match fixing, and it's all today with these gambling companies and that. And it's just something. I, I mean, gambling used to be like kind of a wee back street thing. Women, women yeah. never went into bookies, and even my, I don't think my mum's ever been in a bookies in her life. Do you know what I mean? I never have, no, never. Yeah. No, yeah, but see, now you bookies. see young lassies getting in and out the bookies to play these roulette machines and all these things and stuff like that. And it just seems to be, it's something that's a serious problem in society and it just seems as if, I'm, I'm not saying Celtic, I'm saying sport in general seems to be well, promoting Mark, is, it. Is, is that now, like, just what you're, you're saying there, like, is is that why there seems to be nothing happening to these gambling uh, companies is because they're bringing so much money into football and, and is that why there, there still has been no action on it? This seems to be... I mean, well, see, to be honest with you, Paul, they're going up to, I've seen, we were talking about it on the Discord and that, talking about sports washing and that the other night. But people can know about, like, they, this, uh, they, is it Qataris or Saudi Arabian family or that, whatever, they bought mm-hmm. Newcastle and all that kind of thing and that, but... People have got to look at the ethics of these gambling companies and that as well. That's what it is. The money that they've got. If if you've got enough money, Paul, you can do anything you want. Exactly. Let's, let's face it. You if you've got enough money, you can do anything at all you want. We've seen it at Man City. We've seen it at PSG. We'll probably see it at Newcastle. So if you're involved in gamb, if you're part of that gambling circle that's involved in football, and you've got that kind of money 
put that with, together with the money in, in the game of football and there's a hell of a lot of power and a hell of a lot of money to be made in that. Mm -hmm. Well, Paul Kevin... Oh, sorry, Terence, go on. I was going to say as well, Mark, sorry, Paul, is if you look, Mark, at the advertising of it, if you look at the individuals, they've got, like, the likes... I might have their name wrong, so apologies, but your man Ray Winston is off me on... Aye. And they've got that lad that used to be on that four selected thing or whatever it is. He's on that red, you know, the, the 32... Aye, Keith Fleming, Keith Fleming, aye. Yeah. Even his, even so, his TV show celebrity just is sponsored by a gambling show. Yeah, yeah. So, but you've got you've got big celebrity people there, and they, they're they're if you want to call it, they're the they're they're the not if I won't say figurehead, but they're 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 basically the advertising. Yeah. So they're advertising, you know what I mean? And I know it says gamble, be careful, gamble, you know, sensibly, and all that, blah blah blah, and all the rest. Of it. You know, but you've still got big. Figures like your man's a, a, a movie guy that other fella is well known as well, and they're you know, they're promoting it like so. Young guys are seeing that and probably thinking, you know, I, I, and then you've got you've got things where you go, oh, if you if your if your horse doesn't finish, you get your money back, and all you know, there's all these kind of little there's all these kind of little quirks and nearly you know, tricks, but things in it that, that can go, oh, if I put in the 20 quid, I'll get it back anyway, so it's, I'm not really losing anything, and you know, all of a sudden. Aye, we've got guys on the forum like Tim Alloy that, that can read all that and understand all the jargon in that terms, you know what I mean? If yeah. you put it, on with, put it on with Sky and you'll get six places, you'll get a return kind of thing. But you imagine somebody just mug wee punters stoting in and seeing all this, oh, if I do this, I'm getting this back and I'm getting that back and all this pattern, that. it's just, it becomes a kind of cycle. And even, I mean, you can even look at, look at the like, amount of bingo adverts and that that are on the telly now. Online poker, all oh, that stuff, it's just gamble, gamble, money, 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 you, money all the time. You 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 even look into bookies now and like you've got virtual horse racing and virtual greyhound racing. Seriously, you know, virtual, like, I mean I mean that came in. I I, 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 mean, I I mean when that came in and I tell one of my wee pals it was into get not a heavy gambler, but he liked to punt. And I said, Tim, here, don't get near that. I says, that's just, that's it. I says, that's a computer game. I says, they work that out and see how they're making money and that's how they decide what horse is winning that. <laughs> and that's, but that's all it is. It's all just, no, that, like, that's, that's just a computer program terms that's making them money. Right, which oh, is, yeah, which, the, the, which the lowest payout, that, right, that's the winner. There's nothing random about it, but these, I hate calling them mug punters, but for me it is a bit muggish. Do you know what I mean? But these guys fall for it because they think it's an easy buck. And then they keep, oh, yeah. they're, lo they're, they're, lose a, they're lose a bit and then they're chasing it and chasing it and chasing it and before they know it, they're it. in the hole. It's, it's, off, it's, it's awful to watch, like, it's awful to watch. If you've got a friend, I know. Like, I knew one or two lads and my God, like, it was, it was right bad. Like, I mean, they, these would be guys that would get paid on a Friday and literally an hour later, their wages are gone and they're going home to their missus telling them they've got no wages, like, Aye, it was the other week. The other week it was uh, like the Glasgow Fair, Fair Friday week out here. And see, every year it comes about. You read stories on Twitter and Facebook about reminiscing about their mum going down having to drag her dad out the pub on Fair Friday before he spent all his holiday pay and stuff like that. Because back in the days you were down in the pub and it was men they were just drinking, drinking. And it used to be, I don't know what you used to call it, we called it, was it chipping or tossing or something like that with the coins thing the old guys used to do. Out the, out oh, yeah, yeah. Was the the Aye, the stuff yeah. like that. And even back then, and it is, it's just, it's, just, it's a kind of society, societal problem that we just seem to take things 
to the excess. If we don't need it rammed down our throat every time we're going to a football game, hopefully we were kids in that, do you know what I mean? But what about in the stadium, Mark? Like what like you were in Celtic Park the other day, uh during, during pre season, uh, watching the Blackburn game. Did you see any advertising in there, Mark, with alcohol betting inside the stadium that would encourage someone like you said who was recovering alcoholic or recovering did you see anything like that in the stadium that would intensive to go back gambling or drinking? To be honest, Paul, but I was mere concentrating and being able to get about, do you know what I mean? With my crutch. Mm-hmm. I was mere concentrating on that to look about, but I mean, no doubt about it. I know if when I did used to go to games, Paul, there was plenty gam- gambling for you again. I mean, even before you went in the, in the stadium, there'd be wee kiosks outside, and then you'd go in and there'd be like your uh, half time draw, and then there'd be another gambling kiosk up a bit and stuff like that. Do you know, it was, it, it, mm-hmm. it, it's not pushed on you, but if you want to gamble, it's there. What about Kevin's uh, post? Uh, we should use the Kino Foundation for our sponsors and every strip support a good cause, Mark. Well, I'd agree with that, but that's what you said, Paul. That would come down to money. Celtic, we need Celtic. We need to write off X amount of millions because you could, could we afford for a charity like Kino? I'm, I'm not saying not a bad about the Kino Foundation, but they're, they're a charity. Can we afford Celtic Football Club, Mark? Who rely on revenue, Mark? I mean, like, we don't have the billions like they do down south, Mark, and stuff like that. Like, can Celtic uh, get be sponsored by the Keane Foundation? I doubt it. I think, it would need to be, as I say, Celtic need to take a hell of a dunt in the money side of things for it to happen, Paul. And mm-hmm. even something like. Would the fans maybe help? To, I mean, the only way we could cover the cost of that advertising, even because if the fans like, all kind of chipped in. But, but surely there's more. This is what it comes down to. Do you know what I mean? This is what. But surely there's. Even if you're what, see, like, even. Right, say we went with a drinks company. Since they're having, I don't know, tenants or whatever. Surely they've got a soft, surely got a soft yeah. drink, Paul. We, we can wear, we, wear we, a no, soft we, drink. We've got new software. When, when Ange came in, Mark, he bought in this new data system that's... Uh, no, I think it was under Neil Lennon. It was under Neil Lennon, Mark, we bought it in that. We could see this system that, that we bought in that it, it would see when the players would be at risk of tiring, risk of injury. Do you remember that we bought in that system? I think it was under Neil Lennon we bought it. Why can't, we go to these soft, why can't we go to these software companies and... Who who involved oh, the right, club? Aye, aye. And get them to sponsor the job. Aye, something you know, like that. They're involved with the club anyway, or even something a bit like health, something a bit healthy kind of. Yeah, they, like I I presume Gavin Stark and Sister Mark is 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 sponsored by a malware. Do you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so why don't we have? I think well, well, she's looking after his cyber security. Yeah, but like, why don't we have something like that? Aye. I mean, so there is options there, but at the moment, the reason because they have money just to, to control the game, I think that's why clubs are going to the likes of betting services and and drink. I think what Terence said earlier on, if there was an outright ban, then we, 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 there's no option. We have to, but because... There's no bandit mark. Celtic and then you're a football club. If they're going to get a better offer by Daft Best rather than a softer company, we're going to go with Daft Best. But that that's just it at the moment, isn't it? 
Is that to me or Terms? Are you going to be? Oh. No, just it's down to money. That's that's all it is. Aye. But I mean, Kev's saying there, aye, it would be great, do you know what I mean, to get some, like, just have the Cano Foundation or something like that. But there, I was just going to say that, I know. Imagine we could, because of the interest in the Jap in Japan in that phase, you know, mm-hmm. imagine we could go and get like one of the Japanese companies to, like Mitsubishi or that, do you know what I mean, to sponsor us. Mm-hmm. Which could be, I mean, that could be an option if things keep going the way they are. I mean, look at that TV deal in Yokohama Japan. Yokohama tires, Mark, Yokohama tires. Anything like that. I mean, mm-hmm. really, yeah. is that not who sponsors Chelsea? Yokohama, yeah, tires, Aye. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, 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 that's what I'm meaning. Terms, you're saying we're kind of cutting off our nose to spite our face, but I'm still there's plenty of companies out there with the kind of money we're getting that aren't involved in drinking or gambling or whatever that surely would be interested in sponsoring Celtic. Oh, without a doubt, and as I said, I went back to obviously the, the, the chairman and his connections and links to like, obviously. They're, they're all billionaires, his friends, and they all have their own massive companies. They could certainly divert away from the gambling side, and they could certainly divert away from the alcohol and drink side of it, if if they if they wanted to, and maybe push for, uh, you know, a, a, a sponsor, a sponsor. And, and uh, go for an airline. Um, Ask an airline. Yeah. Oh, listen. Oh, listen. Oh, Ryanair. Ryanair. They could kill two. They could kill two birds at one stone if they wanted to try to go down that and try and get a. There might be controversy here, but get it as a, a, a naming of the stadium and the jersey all as one a sponsor. Whether it's like, like the way the way the way the Emirates were, the Emirates they had the Emirates on the jersey. That kind of system. It's obviously not 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 alcoholic and not it's not gambling. I'd be I'd be quite I'd be quite happy for Celtic to get like a sponsorship for the stadium. It wouldn't bother me to put it was quite apart from as long as it wasn't something stupid, do you know what I mean? But it's just again yeah. it's just a sponsorship deal. That's what all these chairmen down South Mark seem to be going. They sell the naming rights to the to like Perry said or the Emirates Stadium. Um as far as I look at the cell there as well, weren't they? They're looking to sell the their naming rights instead of just to be just to be in the revenue, aye, just, like. Aye, that's you're, I think you're a bit struggling to repay their debt for the stadium mm-hmm. a bit, isn't it? Mm-hmm, yeah. But for me, it's a. I'm I actually think it's a bit strange, and it's a source of income at Celtic. I've I've never really heard any that have real realistically looked into then. But I, I think Mark, for me, it's a bit common sense. Does does that take like if, if I'm just looking at us? The way maybe Damon Desmond might look at it. Does he look at that then as that it's not if if he sells the naming rights to the stadium, does it not look like Celtic is not privately owned anymore? Do you get me? Would he be looking at that way? No. Like a like no, like like, so. like like a consumption might own it then or something if he if he put it away? No. I would no, I wouldn't think so, Paul. I mean look at the stadiums about the world. Even Bayern Munich's called the Ali, is yeah. it Alianza or something yeah, you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, the Alianza, yeah. You know what I mean? If it's good enough for Bayern Munich, Paul, it's just a name that brings it brings in money. Well, like These are clubs they, losing they, their heads. Well, like the Aviva is still Lansdowne Road to me. Yeah, I'd still call it Lansdowne Road, yeah. Yeah, so the way, it's called, it's called the Aviva, is it? The Aviva Stadium. But to me, it's always Lansdowne Road. Like even Tormund Park in Limerick, the rugby club, the rugby, the rugby stadium, 
I have no idea, but it's not called. It's it's Toyota. I think it's Toyota Park or something. Toyota but Park. You ask, okay, any, yeah. yeah, you ask anyone in Limerick or say in Musgrave Park in Cork. Musgrave Park is called something like that. But I know Musgrave Park in Cork for the rugby is Musgrave Park. I know Thomond Park is Thomond Park. I know Celtic Park is Celtic Park. I know the Lands and Road is Lands and Road. They can call it whatever they want. So mm-hmm. it's not going to make a difference. All it's going to do, because Celtic are so limited on where they can get funds from. In regards to we're saying the, the jersey sponsorship, um, you know that's why they have to try get a big sponsor for the jersey because they can't kind of go down that charity route because we've only got season tickets and jersey really sponsorship. The television is so poor that the, the name and rights of a stadium would would be a sensible one. But like you, I would, I'm sure you'd be the same. You don't ever notice something park or parkhead. Do you know, you wouldn't notice for argument's sake, Toyota Park or whatever they want to call it. Do you know what, what I mean? do people call it, Omar? Do, do the old generation still call it Parkhead or is it no, no Park, Celtic Park? Parkhead or Celtic Park. Just a, mm. Probably just depends what comes out your mouth at the time, Paul, mm-hmm. to be honest. I call it either or, you know. I mean, although people, some people are that, that, pedantic. They're Welshy with park, Parkers. Parkers, yeah. that's the worst thing that ever. Into Welshy, going Celtic Park, Parkers. That was young. I saw that starting on Twitter maybe last season, the season before, and I was like, "Oh my God, what's going on here?" Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's no acceptable. Young people are back today. Well, it was Paul. They must be. They must. They must be young people, right? <laughs> it was Paul. What? What? <laughs> no, wasn't he? spoke about it, Paul. I sent you links to be tweet saying this. Look at this. We're calling Celtic Park Parkers now. Indeed, yeah, yeah. I made a good it laugh at it at the time, man. I, I asked you, but, but, but where's that? Aye. I, I said, Mark sent me uh, Parkers, and I said, where, 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 where's Parkers in Scotland? And you were like, this fucking Park Edge, you stupid. I said, how am I supposed to know that? Like, you know what I mean? You know? Jesus nah, it, seems to be, it seems to be the young hipsters in that that are starting to call it that. So mm. that's how Welsh knows that. Uh, Denied Lauren, hand out the parkers. And it sounds like we're going down for a drink down to this. Be like a croc, be like a croc zone. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Jesus Christ, and their man buns. Don't you put all the road man buns, to be fair. Celtic will travel to uh, Robbie Park next Sunday to take on Kilmarnock. The stadium uh, is is, a. uh, an artificial softness. Uh, we saw Celtic Park struggle on artificial softness um, in previous years and, and managers. And I feel starting to get the grips uh, with artificial softness and uh, getting off force win on an artificial softness against Liverpool last season. Uh, yeah, former RD man Derek McGuinness is now uh, manager of Kilmarnock. I'll be feeling confident going into this game next week, Terence, I think. Yeah, but I mean, do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure uh, Ange has never made an excuse about any pitch or anything like but, that. But what sure you say any... is that McGuinness loves a win against Celtic, don't he? Not really, no. He does, yeah. yeah. He, he, he loves it, but he loves it, but he doesn't fucking get many of them. Yeah, no. he might love it, but he doesn't get too many of them. But that's what I'm saying, like, he'd love to, like... Oh, I'd, lo- I'd love to, I'd love to, yeah, to, love to get like, them, I know, without like, a doubt. Like, you look at the Aberdeen games, Mark, when he was in town, they were, they were always tough games for Celtic under McGuinness. Do you know what I mean? He but had they, lost, they lost them. But they lost them. Mm-hmm. You know? So, do you know, it doesn't matter. And that's the thing. He, he, I know he'd be mad for a win, but screw him, like. Um, if Celtic play the way they can play, 
they have been playing and keep the way they're going with moving and passing. And look, Celtic have the far better superior players than Kilmarnock. They should beat them, regardless of whether it's on that shitty Aston Turf grass or the main road. We don't know much they about this them. one, though, but I was looking at it there today and it actually looked like a more modern one, Mark, rather than Livingston's one. It looks more... Oh, it's, uh, it's better than living. Oh, it's better yeah. than Livingston's Paul, but it's still a, no ideal the, the surface. Mm-hmm. You know, like Livingston reminds me of an old hockey pitch. You know, oh, it's like five or six pitches you used yeah, to yeah. play on back in the day. You know, I'm returning. I'm returning. I know that's it as well. Terms should they be allowed in a top league in anywhere in no. the world? P- pitches in, t- in that condition. I'm, I'm I can understand Scandinavia. Oh, you can understand. Aye, it's got to be better quality. Yes, if you're going to have a plastic not, pitch, it's got to be good quality. That's the difference. I've got the pitches here in, in in Ireland terms that, that that we play five side on, and they're better quality than what's as what you're saying there in the professional league. So I mean, they have to be better than what they are. Well, they would have done. the prime example I would have given it is. Like you were saying about the Scandinavian club, when Celtic played Bodo Glint and they showed that pitch on the look, television, grass. it looked like grass. It looked like it was grass. You know, you, you look at Kilmarnock's pitch or Livingston's pitch and you're thinking, he's Don't after t- making a bit of carpet. He's after making a bit, a bit of carpet from the room and putting it down there in patches. Like It's brutal. It's just, like, and there's, there's no excuse. The weather isn't that bad in Scotland that they need an all, an all weather pitch all year round. It just isn't. No, there, no, 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 as bad, no, as bad as day ones or anyway. Strange love. Uh, just a quick shout. Thanks for coming, Strange love. Uh, Killy under McGuinness will be like travelling back in time to watch the football used to be played. Five hundred and thirty-two strawberry hoof wrestling dive. But that's what he's going to do. Like that's talking about the refs and diving and wrestling and stuff like that. How about some of the tackles in that game yesterday? Oh, sure, Terence touched it there at the start there. Ah, uh, just that came in, but he's been really good. See the one in the build up to the, was it the first goal? Aye, Kyogo's goal. The tackle, I don't even know who it was on, but it was shocking. It was, that was a red, straight red card any day of the week. Well, will this change when VAR comes in is the question. Will these chattels... No, that's not going to change, Paul, because you're not going to yes. go and look at it. And you can't, let's face it, but no one in the game to be stopping, starting, looking no, at every Mark, daft decision. But that was a shocking tackle. Mark Rice, that if there is a tackle that's not noticed by the referee, VAR will communicate to him, right, you need to take a look at this tackle here, right? Now, considering the problems we have with referees in Scotland, are the likes of, we say, Don Robinson or Beeson, if they're going to be one in VAR, one on the pitch, are they going to pull the game back to look at this tackle if the referee didn't see it? No, that's, 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 that's the problem. I think that's not going to happen in Scotland. But but the other side of it, though, Paul, is like in, with the greatest respect in, in the match yesterday, that tackle, and I saw it as well. I was I was I was watching it down in Kilkee and I'm screaming at the, the phone. Like, how did the referee is five yards from it? Mm-hmm. How did he not see it? Is the question I'd be asking. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't need bar for that. The question I'd be asking is, if there's an adjudicator in the in the stand, adjudicating the rest, or you know, taking the referee out and making sure and assessing him an assessor. Surely the assessor's got to go to him. How do you think that's not a free? How do you think exactly. that's not a free? It's, like he didn't even give a free call, let alone a card. Like he went, I think, I think it was, I think it was Greg Taylor. He made him straight through the back of him. Did you? It was yeah. a problem tackling. 
So what? did you say something to me the other day that it, it was, it's not this season, maybe next season, that the Premier League are looking so you be able to hear the conversations between VAR and the referees? I, th- I don't think it's for this year, Paul. I think it's for next, next season, year they were yeah. talking about it. Aye, yeah. aye. Means that people, will, the fans and or whatever, will be able to hear what they're talking about, which would be a good thing as well. But really, I'm still fifty-fifty with VAR. I don't know if it's going to be a good thing or a bad thing for us. Really, I don't. Uh, I just don't Do want to do it. Right. It has to be used right, Mark. Uh, that's what I'm. Like going, any- that's what I'm saying. To you, I'm not wanting the game to be stopping, starting, stopping, starting for every stupid wee decision because that's what put me off watching, put me off watching the pub league. Every mm-hmm. wee decision was getting stopped, started, stopped, started, and that. And I don't know. It's going to be just. It's going to take a lot of time for uh, VAR to get settled in Scotland. But I swear, I know for a fact. See, as soon as it comes in, we're going to be talking about it. Everything about VAR, this, if this, if VAR should have seen this, VAR should have seen that. And see, even if it, the thing about, I've said this before, Paul, before even it was announced it was coming into Scotland. See, even with VAR, if, you're, if VAR's just backing up the bullshit, but the other referee needs to come out and say, I checked with VAR and that backed me up. And there's nothing you can argue back with it. Or you're going to start so aye, but it's this thing running. Do you get what I mean? It's just whether the, the referee's a mason or the guy working the VAR up in the, up in the galley's a, a mason, it's the same exact arguments that we've had in Scottish football for years. It's the uh, same thing. Just want to do everyone, speaking of referees, uh, what you think about this thing that popped up with Beeson lately that uh, he gave abusive uh, behaviour to... Uh, Player last, uh, last I forget the match. What, what match it was on? But suppose he's getting pulled over. So anyway, that so some player caught him that uh, Beeson gave him abusive behaviour after the match. Do you see that? Hmm. I got it all right. Near beaten. No, no, referee. Oh, cheating, beating. Right, yeah. right, oh, right. No, I never seen that, Paul. Yeah, that's. I, I forget what match it is, Mark, but the. Uh, Beeson was supposed to give uh, one of the SPL players um, uh, abusive be- behaviour after a match, and uh, the referee, um, the referee association, are, are, are putting him up on it. You know, there's former referees coming out against him and saying like, "You shouldn't be doing this. Like, you should have a level head on the pitch. Like, you should be getting involved. No. If a player goes on on your back, like, you should be." A neutral, but suppose he 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 be getting uh, he be getting pulled for us, you know. Well, he was he he refereed he refereed the derby match there. Oh, well, it was a fan. Sorry, it was a fan. It was a fan. Sorry, it was it was a fan. He gave abuse that after oh, the that's, match. That's yeah. a different story. That's yeah. a different story. Yeah, just put up there. It was actually a fan. He gave abusive behaviour to. Like oh, these should go better. Oh, that's a different story altogether. That. Yeah, you know, Beeson should know better. A referee should know, not just Beeson, but a referee should know better. A referee's going to get abused anyway in the game, Mark. We shout out there to Bance. Thanks for coming in, Bance. I was talking to him last night on another channel, Paul. Thanks for joining us, Bance. Oh, I agree with you saying there, they should be. Like, I think no, like we're going on about technology with Sky and stuff like that, Mark. We should be able to hear what the referees and lines want to say. But we were talking about what we were talking about earlier as well with match fixing, it would be good to hear what referees were talking about when they were on their mics. Remember mm-hmm. the Dundee United game when we get cheated? Mm-hmm. 
You know, did you see well, the they, they do it in the rugby, Mark, and it's it's very clear to hear in the rugby matches. You can hear it in the telly, and the referee's asking a specific question, and the, the TMO is in the corner of the telly, and he's talking back to him. You can hear the whole conversation as clear as day. So I don't know why the, the football needs to be so cloak and dagger about it. I mean, can, surely... you hear, can you hear that in the stadium's terms? Does it come out of or things like that? No, 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 but you, you'd, you'd um, if, certainly on the television, but they'd have it up, in the, if you're at the stadium, they'd have it up on the big screen, like, you'd, you'd see it, you'd see, you'd see the, the replay on the big screen, you'd see everything, and you'd, like, some lads would have, Joe, you'd have the ear things in anyway, aye, aye. and you could hear the whole, com- but what I'm saying is, it's live on the telly, it, the, the referee is asking a specific question, the TMO is there as well, and he's giving a specific answer. I don't. I don't see why there needs to be such a big cloak and dagger thing with the with the, exactly, with the football. Because with the VAR thing, Mark, it's very simple. They should just come out and say VAR is going to be used for for penalties and for if we believe there's serious foul play. Aye, aye. That's for, what for, I think. For, for serious foul play, it's an it's an easy it's an easy thing. All they need to do is give the referee a directive, like in. Exactly. I'm sorry to go back to the rugby, but if a fella gets hit in the head in the rugby, the referee goes, okay, the question, okay, I need to stop playing. He was hit in the head. Okay, was it dangerous play? Was it holly? Was it with force? Mm-hmm. And there's three, there's three or four questions, and the man goes, yes, 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 that's a red card. It's as simple mm-hmm. as that, and that's all you need to ask in the football. Exactly. Was yeah. it dangerous? Was it reckless? Was it with force? And was he, was he, did he have no control of himself or like, something yeah, like that? Look at, like, when I watched the. I, I watch a bit of the rugby, you know, when the, the Six Nations and stuff like that on, and when the big, um, they used to be called the Heineken Cup, I don't know what it's called now, but even their use of replays, Terence, it's done, as you said there, in a matter of minutes. It's not dragging out. It's the simple questions that are asked. Was it this? Was it that? Israel sending off. Grant, go back to this minute. Was this was this player number two involved? You know what I mean? They, they're yeah. given the facts and they're, they're looking at this specific, not what's going on, not, not, not what's, what VAR used to do in England. VAR used to look at teams five minutes beforehand. Do you get me? Uh, that's, at, what, yeah. that's what annoyed me, yeah. Paul. Yeah, that, we had nothing to do with it. Do you get me? You know? And the thing about it, Paul, the thing about it is, again, with the difference between the rugby and the soccer is, the rugby you could have ten fellas involved in a rock. And they have to kind of suss it out. In the football, the likelihood is it's two guys. Mm-hmm. So if, bad, if it was a bad tackle, one guy's made a bad tackle on another guy. So it should be very, very clear and easy to say. With 20 yes, different it, camera angles, turns looking at it, as you see it, yeah. it should be. If he goes over the ball, if he's, he's, he's like, regardless if it's a Celtic fan or on Celtic player or on against a Celtic player, and a guy goes over the ball and he catches him in the shin, the referee's looking at that. It just it's a red card. There doesn't need to be a big lot of discussion about it. And if they're I looking at it, it's uh, that simple. Like, like you know, Pedro Dera, Nigel Lawrence, he was some referee, Terence, right, in, in the Robbie him, Nigel Lawrence, weren't he? Oh, he was, yeah, he was fantastic. Brilliant, brilliant he was fantastic. Brilliant referee. But, brilliant referee. but they hit, they hit the, the players, the players respected the referees, but there's a, there's a huge difference. You, if, you're, if, you're, if, you're rugby, if you're a rugby referee and you went up and you set up to him, He'd, he'd first of all said he'd go away and then he'd march he'd march on he'd march you your team back twenty yards. You don't you don't have that. It's a completely different two different sports. It's players would shout abuse and say whatever they wanted to the referees in, in football and most times they're left they're left away with it. So it's a different thing. But as regards to VAR, like it's serious foul play and penalties. The rest of it there's a reason that there's two linesmen there and a referee. If you want like if you're talking about 
doing all these offside things and all the rest of it, then get rid of the lungs, man. You don't need them. Well, does, you know just see the, cha- the Champions League is starting a thing and it's an automatic, it's like technology. An automatic decide- offside. Aye. So what's the point of yeah. the linesman then? Do you know what I mean? Which well, is, is going to help as well. We, if, see if we bring something like that in up here with, with VAR, or that, I, I think that would be a help. As I've said before, it's, you can't be putting somebody offside for a toe. Do you get what I mean? The way they've been doing it with VAR, these lines that all oh, look at that, the yeah. tippies, but so, see, see even if you're a referee, right, and it's flagged up, that could be offside. Go and look at it and see, see if you can't see that with the human eye, if you were staring at it. That's what the kind of cut off should be, be for me. Do you know what I mean, Terns? Yeah, just if, if, a, if a player drops a heat in another player or elbows yeah. somebody, if you were staring at that, you would see it. But if you were <laughs> staring in real time at a guy running onto a ball, there's no way you would know if his boot was, his boot was offside. So if, if the ref goes out, looks at the decision, and if he says to himself, I wouldn't have seen that even looking at it with a human eye, lifetime, I can't get it. For me, that's the kind of fairest way you're doing it. Oh, without a doubt. Like Welchie is saying there, like uh, various clear and obvious errors, it will be a stop stack. That's, uh, that's my problem, Paul. Yeah, just a discussion. Every, every stupid wee, aye, every stupid wee infringement. Even though but there, you can, a clear, clear goals get scored, Paul, but they still need to go and check with VAR. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, what about the fans sitting in the stadium? I mean, you can't. You can't even actually cheer for a goal because you it don't know if it's a the goal. Aye, aye. Yeah, it does. It but, really, really does. But, but, but what's stopping? What's stopping that, Mark, in regards to the goal? Say, if it's scored, if there's a clear goal, it's been scored. We just say for argument's sake. But what's stopping? There should be no reason that if the team celebrate, they go back to centre. The guy, the VAR, can still have a quick look at it if he if he, if he saw something that's good. They don't need I, to stop playing. No, mm-hmm. a quick. Just a quick. To, I mean. How even during the goal celebration gives that guy twenty seconds, thirty seconds to have a look back and see if there is anything that sticks out that even pings his attention. Because that's what they do. The rugby turns, don't they? They wait for the ball to play. Yeah. Yeah. The ball was on play. Unless it's unless it's serious serious exactly. foul play, Paul, the, the person in VAR will be watching this, and they might look, they might contact the ref to say, "Look, I need you need to look at this. There's been a, there's been a serious serious yeah. foul play, and it's normally exactly. a shoulder shoulder into the face or something." But the, the offside one that Mark you're talking about again, Mark. If they bring in, if they bring in defined, defined rules and basically go like that, someone has to be. It has to be clear and obvious offside, not as you said, a toe, a finger, a half, a, his, a tiny little bit of his head is leaning forward. Like, because they've gone from they've gone from changing it where they used to give the benefit of the doubt to the attacker. It's now going to benefit of the doubt to the defender. I, I personally think that VAR shouldn't be used for offside. I think it should no, be. There's a reason that there's two lines in there. I think it should be for serious foul play and if it's a penalty. Other than that, that's the whole beauty of any sport is that sometimes there's human error in it. Because like they were taken off there uh, down south, like they were taken off if a player was in his running position. Do you know what I mean? If his hand was out. Yeah. I, that, that's so stupid it is Paul it just could yeah, be somebody like were, I mean every, I mean, we've all seen have hands running, Matt, you get me? I've all seen guys that run weird I think James Forrest runs a bit weird do you get what I mean when you watch him running but as you say Paul it could just be the guy's running style that a bit of his elbows in front of do you get it's stupid a bit of his toe like, like, I, it's, nonsense it's like it's, it's, it's like um, 
when when a, when a defender is, is 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 jumping for a ball, he has to use his hand to elevate. Do you get me? Any aye, player aye. has to use his hand for elevate. And my fear is that if 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 players are going to come in, like, and if they nudge a player, like, if like, it's pure accidental, like, because he's going to jump up anyway with his hands up, it's going to be there's going to be a lot of red cards. Show McVar because of that as well. Aye, you, know, you can't aye. jump at the ball with your hands at your side. No, you just look at your pogo and a Sex Pistols concert then, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's basic rules. Like, what you're saying there. It's the rules of physics, Paul. You, yeah, your, body's, the, your body's got to move. Yeah, but you know that's what I'm mean? saying. Like, that these people who are running there, like, aren't aren't doing it. Like, I mean, like you see, uh, over in Poland, now you can actually hear the referees on the mics. You can hear them. You know? You can hear the things on the mics. You can hear the referees, their discussions. Julian, just see why we're talking about defenders here, Paul. I meant to say earlier when we were talking about the game yesterday. Defenders on the post and we wouldn't have conceded that goal. Yeah, definitely. Many times have we spoken about that as well. I don't know who it was. I don't know who it was. I was a Celtic player. No, I was it was at Taylor. No, he was doing just like standing there holding a, a Ross County player. If he just took a couple of steps to the other side, he would have stopped that goal going in. Yeah, but I think Alan just totally, this season, Alan Mark, he's totally taken that away. We saw John pre-season as well. There was no defenders on the posts. It's, it, again, look, that's modern football now, Mark, isn't this? They want 11 men out on the field, not sitting back on the post. No. I will. Really but we spoke about it umpteen times. It, it, it works, Paul. It's a kind of proven method, isn't it? To mm-hmm. have a guy on the post, like, like set pieces or corners, going out the box. Oh, the back post. Yeah, the back post, because it's a bright spot for the keeper. Because if the keeper's going to be facing the way the ball is coming to, do you get me? Yeah, the keepers get two two posts to cover rather than mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Uh, that's it for tonight, lads. I suppose, is it? Unless there's anything else. Oh, no, turn Terence is getting his wants to pipe up with. No, he's he's no, not been on for good. a while. No, I'm, I'm good, lads, I'm good. I'm good, it's nice to be back. Terence, actually, you know, uh, just, just what Mark was saying there, like that you haven't been on for a while, and I asked Mark, you know what I mean, what have you seen differently this season with the Celtic team under Ange? What have you seen? Like, uh, well, for starters, he had everyone he wanted, and he has a proper free season. Makes a massive mm-hmm. start. He's got strength in depth all over. Whereas previous to when he first came in, it was who can we put where? And mm-hmm. not to be disrespectful, as we went back to the Dingwall match, you had young, you had, they were bringing on young, young old Marcus, Joe, and then before the season ended, they had young Dawson playing centre forward. You look, you look, you look at the Celtic bench now. You could have. You can have Jack Macis, you can have Ralston, you could have Wedge if he's fit, you could have James McCarthy, you could have a Bada, you could have a Tate if he's there. You can have like You'd be confident with any start eleven really turns, wouldn't you? You could you could have turned but you could you could take off majority of the players on the pitch and the guy coming on on for him is probably as good as him. Sorry, Paul great thing yesterday about that was uh, the substitutions changed the game for me. The substitute, and we were saying, like what you were saying last season, 
we didn't have a bench. Do you get me? We didn't have someone to bring on to change the game. Yesterday we saw that. We saw the defend the, the substitutions come on and change the game. You know? Oh yeah, it's 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 it's, it's huge, and, and and not only that. And I know it, I, it'd be interesting to see come the the Champions League in particular. But he has he has so many players of good quality. He could. I know he doesn't say he's going to do it, but he could technically change his style of play. Mm-hmm. Even he, that we didn't have these type of players. You have he got you meant Moy in, and he obviously you know Irigoyen got a knock again. But he could he could he could technically he could change the way he wants to play. He could have one or two guys maybe sitting. You know he's he's got he's got choices now which he didn't have twelve months ago. And it's and he's, he's got all these guys with three seasons under the bench, which is, again what's we didn't have that like. I still think he's going to do something like that in, in the Champions League, have two players sitting. That's what Terence was saying there, that there's options there now for him to do that, to have two players sitting instead of just having uh, Callum McGregor there. Not, not for the league, but for the Champions League, I think. If they, if they play Callum McGregor, I love Callum McGregor, but if they play Callum McGregor in the whole and all in the Champions League, they're going to get absolutely murdered. Mm-hmm. I, I don't I'll see, I'll that, that as well. Mm-hmm. Because Callum McGregor is a fantastic player, Paul. But Callum McGregor drives the team forward, and he drives forward. So he's not—he's not your normal holding midfielder like like Beaton would have been or James McCarthy does. He can't tackle, there. He can't no, he tackle. Can't, but... He can't, man. That's mad. I've said that for weeks to you, Paul. I'm terrified of us going in into the Champions League with Callum McGregor being that that man for our team. I think I agree, but I think he's got to play two two in that role. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe maybe Man Moy is brought in for that, that that particular reason that he can sit there with McGregor, and if McGregor does wander a bit forward, that at least he, at least there's still cover there. But it, it's and, and like I hate, I hate compared to the other crowd across the, the other side of the city. But that's what got them to the final. They had two fellas that were constantly sitting there, and they were able to defend, and they weren't getting caught on the hop. Like you look at the, the Leverkusen game at Celtic Park in particular. Celtic were caught rotten three or four times, and mm-hmm. through, through no fault of their own because there was no one, there was no one in that sitting area there. And against the good sides, Paul, that would be my fear of the Champions League because you look, they're going to draw good sides. It's as simple as that. And it's, uh, it's just, it's just been, it's just, it's just been sensible. You don't want to, you don't want to go away and have a, a Brendan Rodgers style ego like I want to take on. That's what me and you were saying, Mark, at the, uh, the start of the season that. If we don't get someone in that position, it we'll just get run about in, in the Champions League with Callum McGregor in that position, you know. Uh, Doctor Strange loves saying two more touch, t- t- more two touch passing, more movement with and without the ball, uh, making set pieces count again. I definitely think uh, at the start of the show, uh, Doctor Strange, if you missed it, that. The, the lad Mortis Jens I think he's going to be a huge asset to Celtic at corners the, like that 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 header yesterday uh, was was a bullet it was it was a rocket like, you know really what well, and I think he's he he's going to bring something that we haven't had on the edge uh, at corners Terence is is physicality you know and both, we, off, really both offensive both offensively and defensively probably because yeah, yeah. you mentioned at the start Mark mentioned it in yourself like he's a big unit. Like he's something mm-hmm. that we were seriously looking at. We didn't have height in 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 the side. Like as good as Carter's was, Carter Vickers was, and as good as Starfield was, and even Welch has been. We we didn't have that Julian style 
fight, whereas obviously this guy looks like he has it and he looks like he can use it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I think after after yesterday's performance from him, it it's the the, the centre back place is his. The guys now have to get him out out of it because I don't think he did a whole lot wrong yesterday. But just go what Doctor Strange was saying there, right? Well scored as well yesterday. Is this down to Saumark or set pieces? Is because O'Reilly is taking the corners now. Is that down to him and his delivery? Well, I think that's a part of his delivery. Turnbull has got a good delivery on him as well. But if you look back, Paul, I've seen somebody on Twitter brought it to attention. Ange ran to uh, wee Gavin Stratton right after the the Welsh's goal last week and like cuddled Tim as if to say well done him. And I think mm-hmm. they're kind of trying to say that maybe Gavin Stratton's working on the set pieces. Mm-hmm. And I think that's maybe what's getting hinted. I mean, we've been stinking at them for a few seasons. Paul. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Ma- ma- making, them, making them work for us and defending them. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know whether it is uh, B baby Stratton that's maybe looking into it and d- taking charge of that. But I've said before, Paul, see, for me, that should be the players themselves that come up with wee routines to make things work. Do you yeah, get what I mean? Remember players the one there last year with Callum McGregor? Remember that one? Do you remember that one with Callum McGregor? Aye, aye, aye. That was a good uh, technique marked out. That aye, that's, that's for me, it should that. be something like that. Play, but maybe at corners it's a bit different because it is like all this kind of stat stuff probably. Because even probably, Paul, height will come into this kind of thinking with all this data stuff, do you know what I mean? If they've got a wee left back, we can target him with long crosses yeah, to so one side, stuff like that. So, but uh, both sides of it, Paul, I think we've really kind of improved just with what I've even seen this season at both ends with set pieces. It's, de- it's definitely something, Mark, we needed on the edge. We, we, we needed a unit. Oh, you know, like he came out and said that it's not the fish- player he was looking for, but defensively, we needed someone with more physicality in that Aye. defence. Do you know I mean? Orly, I know, a big unit as well. Yeah, yeah he's Kev just said, I mean, I didn't he's realise how big he was. I saw I saw a picture of him next to somebody the other day and he was a, he was massive and well at himself in that. So mm. that, that's maybe... We've, I'm not going to work get down the, the Lewis Ferguson all that game, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe well, that just going was... what uh, Dr. Strainlove as well, Mark, I said that as well after the Aberdeen game, that this season... I, I noticed more there's more movement off the ball like when we have the ball there's always two three players looking for us do you know what I mean there's always two three Aye. players free that's what we were saying Paul about how yeah, we're breaking, breaking yeah. these teams down now we're always moving we're always pushing them pressing them yeah you know what I mean like it, it really I think people said that it's always Andrew's second season last season to me it was Unbelievable that we got the league. I think this season, Mark is going, just going. We're, we're going to go from strength to strength. You know, I, I'm hoping for idea. as a bonus. I'm hoping for not just for Ireland, but for the Celtic fans. Uh, I'd like a nice run in Europe. I really would. You know, I'd like to sit down on a Wednesday night or Thursday night and turn on the European football, Mark, and Celtic are playing in it. You get me? Aye. You know. I, Hopefully, I really, anyway. I really would like that, no, you know, because you, you can't beat it. Like, like listen to the Celtic fans on like, singing You Never Walk Alone on the European Nights is just unbelievable, you know. Uh, that's it for today. No, before we go, Paul, the Ross mm-hmm. Bartley thing. See, somebody asked well, about it earlier. There was, there was, there, there was a couple of rumours going around, Mark. And yeah. 
as far as I know, Frank Lampard, I've, I've messaged Dead Two to ask him if he gets back to him, he'll find out and put it up in the forum or Discord mm. or something. But as far as I know, Frank Lampard wants him at Everton, but there's other folk no want him at Everton, and Fulham want him as well. I've they no don't he- want him because he, he left them, want it? They don't want him to come back because he left for Chelsea that time, want Aye, aye, but aye, there is a people still involved thing I want to Everton. You, right? And here I'll tell you now, I don't want Ross Bartley anybody no. here, Celtic. The guys are complete. Absolute mm. cocky, I'm an honest to God, an absolute waster. I don't want him anywhere near Celtic. One player, uh, Mikey, put up the live chat a while ago. He's put it on Discord, he's put it on a forum. This man wants out of Manchester United, he wants Champions League football. If United could facilitate his wages, <laughs> would you take Ronaldo? <laughs> Do you go first, Terms? Well, of course you would, but let's be fair about it. I'd like hair as well, and that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I, no I, 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 I personally think Ronaldo would cause too much trouble just because he's ego. I hope Ronaldo going to Celtic. For fuck's sake, he's not going to be enough to take a match or fucking well, Mickey, in a plastic pitch against Kibar. Mickey is still dreaming, Terence. Mickey is still dreaming. Ah, dream. We're just, we're just dreaming, Terence, man. Give, give some love. But I know, I listen. I saw it as well, and I was going, Yeah, you're deep down, you'd be going, That'd be amazing. But, like, imagine it, imagine it, jeez, it'd be sensational, man. It'd be unbelievable, like, but I mean, I can't, I can't, he takes that on as well to join in there. Take, I take it to them, but it's good to dream, but it would be mental if something like that happened, wouldn't it? See, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not putting this in the same kind of league, but see, to be honest, see when Gaza joined them, that was massive. I'll mm-hmm. admit that, that was a bit, that was huge, honestly. Well, Aaron Ramsey bigger than that. Ah, well, so they, so they say, but, but it was... But, it was, uh, Mark, that was huge back in the day when Gaza came to... Uh, aye, him, I mean, I'm, I know he was a bit, in, well, no injury prone, but his injuries he took a bit of... It's toll on him in that, but when Gaza came to them, that was that was massive. And I'd say, imagine CR7 rocking up at Celtic Park. Do you, you know, know what, what I mean? There'd be television cameras for all the world at every Celtic game. The money we would make out of that would be unbelievable. For for, for everything that Gaza stands for, and, and I hate everything he stands for, but that man was really, really messed around in life as well. You know what I mean? You're talking about drinking and. And gambling, like that man had his demons as well. You know, really right. did. Like, and, and he was some player back in the day. Like, he really oh, was. He, he was some player. I'm not disputing yeah. that, Paul. Yeah, and unbelievable just, he was, man. You know, he's a two. Uh, but that's it. There's players, Paul, that have blew it all the years, and he did blow it. No matter what he did. Ah, he blew it. He should have been. Gaza should have given down as one of the best players that the world's ever seen. Mm hmm. Definitely. I mean, I can mind, I can remember, I can remember him when he burst onto the scene with Newcastle and that. Yeah, but they just, they just, it's about they just, they just, they just well, let well, them get away. Deadly, they just man. let them get away with it, Paul, because well, they're making debut. that much money and they're making that. Mu- they yeah. just let the daftness flow because well, it's that's just his debut when Vinnie Jones grabbed his testicles. Was, that was his debut for Newcastle, wasn't it? He came on as a sub that time, wasn't well, it? I don't, I can't even remember that. That was his, that was his debut, game. but I remember but, the pictures and that, that happening. That aye, mm. but that was that was some signing. But CR7 to Celtic would be different class. Mm. Oh, yeah. 
Dear Kev, no, I can't see it. No, nobody's saying that, Kev. It was just something we were talking about in the Discord with Mikey earlier. It's a bit of a laugh if it, if it could happen. But it's just a kid, come on, really. Can you imagine? Do you remember that team back in the day? Uh, Joe Kinnear's Wilmington. Aye, I can mean that. Do you remember that team? Like, the, uh, the crazy gang. The crazy gang. Like, John Hanson was there. John Hart was there. You had Vinnie Jones. John was it Tim, was, was Tim Fro was in goal for them that time as well? No, he wasn't. No, he was in goal from that time. Some fella called Dave Bassett. Dave Bassett. Dave Bassett. Aye, aye. I mean, that was a tough place to go to with the Joe Kinnear back then. Dennis Wise. Dennis Wise playing. Dennis Wise. John, John Scales. That John Scales. John Scales. Liverpool was there. Liverpool it was he went to, was it not? Yeah. That was some. Kelly Feeling. Aye, just shows good. you about how, a, well, look how well a crowd the maniacs like us are doing, but it really is just, it shows you how a kind of group can just come together and do something that's no expected. Look at Denmark in the 92 European yeah, Cup, like, European uh, Championships. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they only, they only got into that because he, was it the war in Yugoslavia, aye, yeah. and then yeah. we only won it. Yeah. So it just it shows you how the underdogs can. Well, look at look at when we lost ten in a row. It just shows you how the underdogs can do well. I tell you about back then, though, Mark uh, Schmeichel was. Peter Schmeichel was the best keeper around back then, though, aren't they? Oh, without a doubt, Peter Schmeichel. Yeah. I'd say Peter Schmeichel's probably the best goalkeeper I've ever seen, Paul. Mm, unbelievable, what he really was. He he really changed the dynamic of a goalkeeper. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 maybe you, maybe. Maybe Yota could have a word with Cristiano and see if he fancies it. Imagine it. Fighting where the sunbeds and the, the, the hair gel and that. Imagine, like, <laughs> could you imagine? He still would be the best player in the league, hard to quiz anyway, so it'd be the other one. Ah, I know, what about that? Could you imagine, though, the other side of the city if we signed Ronaldo? Because I thought some of his <laughs> grandmother was switching the stocks. Remember that story? What you put out, remember that? Aye, aye. The, the guy, his granny, what is it? Wash, washes the socks and underpants of the Rangers players, and she's been told to stitch CR7 into socks and pants, apparently. But I'm not saying that's true, it wasn't my granny, but the guy, put it on the, the guy put it on the internet, and as we all know, anything on the internet is 100% true. I know, it's, the best thing about it was, like, they're not being printed, they're not being printed, but they're being stitched on. Stitched <laughs> on, like your old granny sitting with, what, cro- is it crocketing you called it? With crocheting. Crocheting, mm. sitting crocheting yeah. CR7 into a pair of Mankeka story socks that yeah. Morelis had wore yesterday. Yeah, I was just saying the best keeper he saw was Oliver Kahn, uh, or Buffon. Yeah, Oliver Kahn was, a, was another, another nut. Aye, aye. Aye, he was a, aye. Typical German. You need to be a, a <laughs> typical German, that's a bit racist there, Paul. No, uh, what I'm saying, like, he had, like, <laughs> he's a character of a German, do you get me? Like, back then, like, the German teams look, were tough teams. He looked like so, a member of the Aryan race. Yeah. That's basically <laughs> what you're saying there, in it turns. <laughs> big, big, massive, blonde, white, white, blue white, eye guy. Typical, ger- <laughs> typical German. Paul, if, you want to look at, if you want to look at mad keepers, Paul, have a look at the the German keeper back in it was at the end two World Cup. Uh, Schumacher and the tackle of the French fella. Yeah. Schumacher. Like, Schumacher. Yeah. Watch, watch him. If there's ever a hit the ball, he's one of them. Uh, don't, look, 
I don't know what was worse. That, that tackle, that tackle of his perm turns. Was he? I don't know what was yep. worse, the tackle of his perm. That oh, Schumacher's yeah, some... perm made some hair oh, do, yeah. didn't he? Oh, you'd love the perm now, bud. You'd love that now, the perm. You'd be you know, into the hair yeah, thing. I like see, you'd I, love I, the perm. I, I, I see the mohawk is coming back. I see the mohawk is coming back. As long as you get shot of the man bun, Paul, that's all you're worrying about. I don't know where you're getting the man bun. I don't have a man bun. Don't. No, I don't. I don't have. My hair is long. Is your hair long enough to have a man bun? It is long enough to have a man bun. Right, yeah. I don't have a man bun. You get me? You, but you've got issues still, like. You need to, you need to cough on, like. You're just jealous. You're just jealous. I have hair. He's why you shave your shave your hair and send it, didn't you, him? Listen, I'd rather be bald than look like Olivia Newton John or whatever she's called. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Monica <laughs> friends. The abuse I get on this podcast. <laughs> the abuse I get like <laughs> what's your name? Huh? What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> it's just We'll do a sponsor, a sponsor teach shave for Paul. Oh yeah, we'll sponsor what? We'll, we'll get sponsors and we'll, you can shave your hair like I don't huh? care what charity it is. I would n- never shave my head. I don't watch charity. <laughs> it must, it must have some shape of heat then, isn't it? Oh, they, they could tell me, but Paul's for good cause, they're starving people, there's blah blah blah. Don't look at me, I'm not shaving my hair. Is your hair longer than your missus? No, Jesus Christ, I'm not that Thank bad. God. I'd love it to It's close, it's got to be close. I'd say, you, I'd say you, touch and go. Do you use the same, same shampoo and conditioner? No, I have my own stuff, boy. You're in conditioner? <laughs> oh, it's curlers. You have a hair straightener, do you? You, you put conditioner in your hair? hair straightener. Jesus Christ, I'm my fucking hell. <laughs> Jesus so, Christ. Wait a minute, you've got your own conditioner? <laughs> yes, of course I do. Fuck. Right, yeah. I have to give it the volume, but I have to give it the volume. <laughs> the volume. Yours. <laughs> <laughs> the volume. Nobody's it's going to be. It's going to be like Ross out of friends. Isn't it? No, it's no, really yeah, but longer, yeah. But longer. That's yeah. fucking worse, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day oh. when I was playing in goal. Jesus Christ, I know what I was what thinking. I used to have the sweatbands, the Nike sweatbands. Remember those <laughs> some years ago? Jesus Christ, man. What you need to get some forties, dog. It. No wonder people on the opposite team are going, Jesus Christ, look at that nut job and go on there. What's he? They were all going, Ross, take a shot, lads. They've got a girl in goals. Aye. His hero will get in his eyes. They've got a girl in goals. Take a shot now. <laughs> oh you bad men you bad men the abuse I get the abuse I get uh, that's it for tonight lads thanks very much to Terence uh, for the abuse uh, always good when, when he comes on the podcast unfortunately uh, <laughs> thanks to the lads on the live chat for telling us a uh, couple of new lads on there uh, Bantes, with Bantes there was Pedro Dr. Strainlove joined us Campsy came in uh Kevin Gallagher joined us tonight as well. Thanks very much, lad. If you like what we're doing, hit the subscribe button. Uh, Mark will close the show. Right, thanks very much, Paul, for everything you do. Thanks again, Terence, for coming on. That was a bit easier no, tonight, wasn't it? It seemed to it go a bit better. Yeah, 
everybody that joined us. Really appreciate it. Everybody that listens in. Uh, if you remember, uh, uh, Steph, give Steph's wee charity a shout out again. One of the guys is doing a charity walk for St Andrew's Hospice up Ben Nevis. If you can afford to get in, the link for it's in the description box below. I would be really appreciate it. Thanks very much again, lads. Good night, hail, hail, and God bless. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.